Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the grind boxing. The world's number one boxing podcast. On the Grind Boxing family, this is the world's number one boxing podcast on the Grind Boxing. And thank God we finally have something to talk about in the boxing world. I'm talking about a big attempted world title unification wrap-up. And I'm also talking about the biggest event of the year announced. And no, it's not Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn. Anyhow, a lot to talk about today. Breaking news results, previews, there's a lot being said about a lot of fighters right now. And in order to really get people talking, you need a talker. And one of the biggest talkers is Floyd Mayweather Jr. Now you would expect that if he had anywhere near the business acumen that he constantly claims to have, He would find a way to get a lot of press, attention, coverage when he has a big fight coming up for one of his fighters in his promotional company. And boy, has he ever been in the news. Now, there's other promotional companies headed by pop culture, urban celebrities, for lack of a better word, Jay-Z, who seems to do nothing at all promote fights. Floyd Mayweather gets in the news and then he starts talking about the fight he has coming up. He's put Virgil Hunter on blast. He said Kovalev won the fight. He said (laughs) Canelo will knock out Triple G. He said a lot of things. And then to wrap it all up, after the fight happened, which deserves ample attention, OTG family, and it'll get it here today, between James DeGale, who I believe we interviewed when he was something like 1-0, I predicted would be a world champion when no one in the United States had heard of him at that point. Now, if you want to say, oh, but he meddled, and, you know, yeah, that's great. Y- y'all weren't watching who meddled in Great Britain back in the two double O's. You weren't doing it. 
He didn't know about James Seagal until this program. He didn't find no boxing article unless it came from the UK. We put him on the worldwide stage. We said this man is going to be a world champion. He went on to achieve exactly what we said he would. Badu Jack is a guy who a few years ago, to be frank, nobody was worried about. Now he's the guy in the super middleweight division everyone's worried about. Was he robbed last night? Floyd Mayweather says he was. What was odd, though, is Floyd Mayweather act like all the judges voted against his fighter. He acted like it was a loss. I mean, his comments were James DeGill did not win this fight. Well, who said James DeGill won the fight? One judge? Anyhow, I'm sure he got himself some more press after that. So, good job. He continues to talk about Conor McGregor as well. James DeGill, Badu Jack, though. We have two guys at the top of their game. Number one and two in the division. Some might say 1A and 1B. And those who weren't saying it might say it now after seeing a draw. But let's be fair. There are those out there saying this was no draw. Knockout washes and whatnot. This guy wants some, the other guy wants some others. Yeah, but you had a guy looking good in certain rounds that he lost. So people are walking away saying he won. Now, I like James DeGill. I never really understood the dislike for him. It seemed largely to come from the UK. Now, I'm pretty much kidding. The way he conducted himself post-fight, he is just an awkward dude. He's just an awkward dude. Just, just I don't, I don't know who relates with that, how he conducts himself, but so what? He's a hell of a fighter, and that's what we need to focus on. And Floyd Mayweather says he's a hell of a fighter. He says he likes somebody. He says he likes his sister Eloise better. I think that might be unanimous at this program as well. Because most here would probably like to spend some time in the company of the lovely Eloise DeGale. So Floyd Mayweather, all the money in the world, but looks like he can't buy that. James DeGale conducted himself like he won the fight afterwards. Or at least he conducted himself like he wanted you to believe he won. Or maybe like he wanted himself to believe he won. He was definitely trying to convince somebody. Badu Jack seemed confident in what he considered the fact that he won. There was no convincing to be done. He wasn't pleading. He didn't look like he gave any credence whatsoever to Floyd Mayweather's implication that some thought that DeGale won the fight. Badu Jack was 100% sure that he won this fight. James DeGale seemed like uh, he said he won the fight, but, I mean, is he really convinced? I didn't think he was. Now, is that everything? No, but it's something. James DeGale... If I were a psychoanalyst, which I'm not, I would say seemed to be covering up a little bit the fact that he thought there was a chance he lost. He was very content and happy with the draw. Badu Jack stated that he won the fight. James DeGill said that's bullshit. I'm the man. I won the fight. But he didn't seem 
he just seemed like he was answering back. You know, you call somebody a name and they call you a name. Maybe they feel that way, maybe they don't, but you just took it there. That's kind of how James DeGale seemed to act. I don't think that he even really believes he won the fight. I don't think James DeGale won the fight. There it is. I like James DeGale. If you were going to call me a fan of either fighter, James DeGale or Badu Jack, you probably would have had to call me a James DeGale fan. But let not fandom cloud judgment at the Mighty On The Grind Boxing Podcast. Hell of a fight. The hat should be tipped to both competitors. If you haven't seen it yet, you do need to watch it. And I can't wait to get some of the OTG team on the line to say, hey, was this the fight of the year? We're 15 days in. If we had a stronger contender for fight of the year 15 days into the year before, usually we don't have anything. And that's another big story right now. HBO is literally on the ropes. They've got almost nothing going on. Almost nothing. Now they're going to be involved in the event of the year later on this year, Cinco de Mayo. That's really nothing new. They basically almost always have that. Uh, Here and there, maybe not, but if you look over a long term, 10 years, 15 years, 20, whatever you want to do, HBO for the long haul has dominated boxing pay-per-view. Even if there's no boxing pay-per-view to dominate, it looks like, because that's what they're about to do again. But in HBO's moment of vulnerability, weakness, it seems as though they don't even care about boxing. Maybe it's not they're weak. They just don't give a shit. Maybe it's not they can't do anything in this sport. Maybe it's they don't want to do anything in this sport. A lot of people want to say Game of Thrones took up all the money. I don't know if that's true or not. I doubt if they pour a shitload of money into a venture if it wasn't pulling in subscribers to pay for itself and net a profit. And again, I don't sit in on those boardroom meetings. Showtime seeing what we've all seen. But HBO boxing is, see this, I'm not going to call it dead because boxing is a long-term business. Top fighters don't go out there week after week on some field or some court. These events take time to put into motion. Preparation takes months for the fighters, not days or a week for an opponent. The cogs of the boxing world move slowly. However, I will not call HBO boxing dead. Some of you might want to say it's dead to you. You might say, well, it's dead to me. That's fine. You can do that. I've got to toe the line of journalistic integrity slightly. I'm saying I'm 100% committed to it. But I have to use wisdom. And I know that there have been times in the past Showtime has done something. They popped up. They scored Mike Tyson at one time. They've done different things, no doubt. They even got a Manny Pacquiao fight in the middle of the HBO run. So what I'll do is I'll say HBO boxing, this is undisputed. It is in a state, not of death, but of hibernation. HBO boxing has gone into the cave for winter. It slowed down its processes almost to a standstill. 
the heart is beating just enough to keep vital functions going and stay alive. Showtime Boxing right now is taking over premium network boxing. Yes, HBO has let them do it. They're not fighting it. But it doesn't matter. Credit must be given. Showtime can sit back and they can do nothing like HBO is. And say, hey, there ain't really a lot going on in boxing right now. You know, uh, we're waiting for this PPC thing to pop off or fall apart. And I heard PPC getting prominent mention on Showtime last night as PPC. Not that's never happened before, but it, it just seemed very prominent. So is it in the death rows? I don't know. Is HBO in the death rows of boxing? I think not. I'll call it hibernation. Is Showtime about to try to conquer? Yes. Will they succeed? We'll see. Showtime's been around a long time. But in terms of their catalog and their history of high-level boxing events, they're the youngster compared to HBO. And yes, they've been there for many, many years. But HBO invented it, and they've dominated it. Showtime's the youngster finally getting a shot with that prized queen, the boxing world. And Showtime has to try not to blow its load all at once, which it may do the first half of this year. What's it going to do next? So I applaud Showtime for giving the boxing fans something when it has nothing, the sustenance needed to survive. And so that we may support this sport and it may thrive in the future again. That's needed. But I will not call them the conquerors of the year yet. The year is young, 15 days in. But they do have a fight of the year and James DeGill versus Badu Jack. I want to start going to some of the guys early this morning, early, because it was a big fight weekend. We had big news. And man, do we have a lot of directions of sports going in right now. Some of them make a lot of sense. Some don't make much, but we'll probably talk about many. And if you haven't checked out OTG Heavyweights of Boxing Talk, Nino Celli finally got his episode. I don't know what's up with him. Apologies came from him. He finally gets it over. It's not going to post instantly. That's why we have a schedule. So hopefully you'll be able to get your program that you love and you all have made a great success on a more regular basis. Again, a more strict schedule. I think everybody would appreciate that. I know I would. I love the program. It's been great. And there's so much happening right now. I mean, there's talk about Joseph Parker defending his title against Huey Fury. They're in talks right there know that Deontay Wilder is thinking he might finally be able to call himself a unified champion if he could get a piece of Parker. People are looking at the guy who looks too green and not quite ready for prime time and want to snatch that title up. So we may talk about that. If we don't, we know it'll definitely be discussed on OTG Heavyweights of Boxing Talk along with the Briggs Okendo Talk for a title. There's a lot going on, OTG. So anyways, I think I'm going to start it off by going to the South because I love those red states. Anyhow, let's go to the Southern gentleman, D. Willow Wilson. Willow, good to have you on the program. Oh, yeah. First of all, uh, can you hear me, Should? Am I clear? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, first of all, I want to say, uh, you know, uh, 
Good morning, good afternoon, everybody. And I want to I want to tell everybody that believes in me and that, uh, you know, that listens to my boxing knowledge because, you know, I, I might be BSing a lot of the times on here, but when I say put your money up, I really mean put your money up and I let y'all down, man. Even though Badu Jack won that fight, um, even though I called that he would win that fight, not too many people did. I told my guys to put their money up, and they lost their money. You know, um, Badu, I gave DeGale maybe four rounds and an, and the knockdown. He loses. He lost by two two points, three points. So I don't know what the hell happened last night. Uh, like I said, DeGale is he he looks good, but he's he's a he's the He's the stereotypical U.K. brother. They start off good, then they get their ass whooped, then they come up with some kind of excuse. You know, you get, he, he was spitting his uh, – cheating, spitting his uh, his mouthpiece out. He should have got points to take him for that. The guy told him twice. The guy told and, him hey, next time, Glad you, you do it, that I'm up. taking points. Glad you brought it up because here's what we're going to talk about right here. That was so prominent in this fight. It was the first time I remember a fighter in the post-fight interview not even asked about it. And he offered up talking about how hard he is by spitting out the piece. Like, yeah, I was going at you with no mouthpiece. Dude, come on now. Like, if it's in your head like that, that you weren't having no mouthpiece and it happened multiple times, uh, likely he was looking for a favor from the referee. That, that's like when a dude kind of, uh, when we were youngsters watching some sports entertainment, Willa, and a guy would kind of stick his upper torso in between the top rope and the middle rope and step outside and then you got to have him break hey he's at the rope you know <laughs> give him that space that's what that's what i saw james DeGale doing hey that's that's exactly what he was doing that's, that's a perfect analogy man he you know i like him i, I i'm not yeah, gonna lie. i like the girl man i don't like you gotta him no call more. it like after Ooh. that man i don't like him no more like his sister they showed her one time you know, maybe if they showed the sister like three times, I would have had a little more fandom <laughs> for them. They only showed her one time. And I guess, I don't know if that was her sister. She was a little thicker, but she right. looked pretty good, she too. Some you know? right. there, there was a tandem yeah, yeah. there last night. Yeah, there was a tandem. Like, it was a little, she was a little chubby, but she was pretty, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even my wife, me and my wife were watching it because, you know, it was a sweet affair last night. And uh, she she noticed those two, uh, two, those two brown goddesses out there. So, you know. Hey, Miguel, he stunk it. He, I mean, he does what he does. He doesn't have any – he has no pop, really. And he just got he just got bullied by the Swedish guy. Then he went out like a sucker. And, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I was probably the only one that called that win. And we all know that it was a win. You know, but I can't take credit because they stole it from me. They stole it from this is on Jack, the grind, man. Just, now, hold on. This is on the ground box that we call like it is. You take all the credit you want, Willa. Everybody knows what happened. If you're a listener to this program, I challenge you to call in right now if you feel the other way. Please do us a favor because we're, we're not sitting here trying to silence um, the deluded people. We'll give you a voice, and we want to hear that you really exist, and you're, you're not just someone who exists on HBO. You're not someone who just exists when there's three judges put together. That there are actually people out there who feel James Gale won. If you exist, if there really is such a person, Call in live right now, 347-843-4293. James DeGill, hell of a fighter. I like James DeGill. A little bit of an awkward dude, sure, but but whatever. Well, we're talking about boxing. And as far as boxing goes, I like sure. him. Sure. Hmm. See, this is where this is where me and you this is where your your uh your steadiness is a little shaky. I I, I your, pick and you choose know. where it matters how awkward someone is. 
No, you pick and choose how somebody loses a fight and, you know, war. He took uh-huh. his fight and said, you know, I won. He didn't talk all that shit. He didn't say, don't listen to this James bullshit. Miguel, no, he didn't no, say, hold on, no. He didn't James take Miguel the mic from nobody. trying to pull no Jedi mind tricks like Andre Ward. Is really, he really thinks, just like he's always thought his whole career, that there's people out there eating up the bullshit he says. He, he really believes that when he says he won, that there's people who are going to say, oh, well, then he won. Because that's how fucking stupid Andre Ward is in that particular category of life. He thinks that just because he says something, people are going to believe it. James DeGale knows that people don't believe he won. When he was saying that shit last night, that's why if I say, you know what? That's like when you, two people are having a conversation, it gets a little heated, and I go, you know what, Willa? Hey, uh, cover the kids' ears. I go, hey, Willa, fuck you. And first thing that comes back out of you is, hey, no, fuck you. You weren't even thinking about telling me fuck you, but because I said that's on Badu Jackson, I won the fight. Oh, hell no, I'm the man. I won the fight. Well, no, guy. You don't think that. You're just answering back. You're, you're trying to fire back. But he knows damn well. That's why he was so fucking happy about the draw and wanted to fucking hug and embrace and be buddies. Because he knows damn well that he's a lucky man Sunday morning. And I know. See, that's what – and let me, uh, you know, shout out to Badu Jack. He's uh, one of our guys. He's a Swedish guy. Like I always say, half of my family, the Wilson family, is Swedish. So we're going to always show him love. But a true brother, a real American brother would not let some guy – with his tooth knocked out, keep on touching me after and lying and said that he won the fight. Did you notice how many times the girl was, like, touching Badu Jack, like, hitting him, like, you know, hey, tapping him yeah, on dude. his head, you know what it hitting is? him on his Here's shoulder. What it is. Like, They're Badu in the Jack United States. We out. got a holiday here that happens on February 14th called Valentine's Day. He got the months mixed up. He thought it was fucking January 14th on fight night. He was trying to have Valentine's Day. I, I fucking heard he had some roses and fucking candy to get Badu Jack after the fight, too, because he definitely couldn't keep his hands off the man on January 14, 2017. That was crazy, and I don't understand why, and, and this was a Mayweather production, right? What was it? I'm not 100% oh, no, sure. You know what? Here, here's where all the bullshit comes into play now. Uh, Mayweather has a fighter on the card. The Bella has a bunch of fighters on the card. So you got a Mayweather fighter, and you got Eddie Hearn's fighters in the main event. The Bella's got undercar fighters. The ring says the Bella. It's a fucking the Bella event, but Mayweather's acting like okay. a Mayweather event. So is the Bella just a front promoter for a fucking uh, uh, another one of a Mayweather, Ellerbee, or fucking Heyman type situations? I don't know. I'm sure that the Bella did all the paperwork just like he does for everything else. They say the Bella's the one with the Barclays deal. Well, here's my question. I remember when Barclays opened and nobody else could get in that motherfucker, including K2. Because Golden Boy had the exclusive arrangement, but when Golden Boy took a shit and Shaper left, then it was open and anyone could go there. Now they're saying that the Bella has a deal. The Bella's a motherfucker who complained that nobody should have a fucking deal in the fucking building. So if he has an exclusive deal for the building right now, that fucking big mongoloid fucking OP-looking motherfucker can kiss my ass. Because don't maybe. talk out both sides of your mouth. You have a big old problem with the exclusive deal, but give me that exclusive deal. What the fuck are you, the promoting version of Pauli Malinaji? You cry about, oh, fucking Al Heyman. Then go sign with Al Heyman. Oh, Check fucking out, PEDs. Dude. Go get Heredia. Oh, fucking uh, Juan Diaz, robbery A-side, fucking B-side fighter on the network. Oh, but then fucking Kano. So, really, Debella, don't be a Pauli Malinaji. And fucking tell your lawyer to fucking go to church on Sunday and leave me the fuck alone. What? Check this out. I don't know. 
but you just said he had three people. It was him, Mayweather, and somebody else had uh, fighters. Uh, well, at least, Kern, at least. The guy from other. I'm not, I'm not looking so, at a fucking sheet so maybe, right now. That's just off the top of my head. There's, right. I'm sure there so were maybe, more guys involved. So maybe he got the deal to make it where it wasn't exclusive. See what I'm saying? Hey, well, well, here's what maybe I'm saying. He was like, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm saying Gabella, when it all so fell apart, all exactly. He could have done that, but what I'm saying is shut the fuck up and don't cry about exclusive deals, but then it's okay when you got it. That's what I have a no, problem Shug, with. Shug, sometimes you sometimes you say, oh, that's fucked up what y'all are doing over there. And you say, okay, that's how it. the game's going. Let me get no. it, but I'm not going to do it the same way. You, I'm going to get cry. it, but everybody then come in. Everybody, but he didn't know. So you, you can cry at first. You can say this shit is fucked up. And you're like, hey, man, that's fucked up. And you're not letting nobody get in? That's fucked that's up. Called, okay, that's, that's how the game's played. Let me get it. Everybody can get in. But that's not Everybody. what he's doing. That's, that's not what he's doing. If it, you start the ring, he fucking bill on it. And he wasn't putting up the fucking main event. It didn't say anything about the promotion or fucking natural all over the goddamn ring. I saw the bill between the ropes. So, look, that, that's all small shit. And it, it's, I don't care. They can have the bill plastered all over the arena. My only problem is he bitched when there were exclusive deals and it didn't involve him. And Dan Raphael reports that the Bella is the one who has a fucking deal now. And so if that's not true, the Bella, go talk to Dan Raphael. He's the one saying you're the one with the Barclays deal. No, he probably does. He he was all over it. That's why I didn't know if it was a Mayweather. Uh, he was the biggest crybaby right? about it. And here, here's the thing what really gets me about it, Willa. I agreed with him. See, that's when I really get pissed at these guys who cry about some shit, but then it's okay for them to do, is if I agree with you while you're crying, because now you're trying to make a mockery of me. I'm sitting there part of the amen choir. I'm saying testify. This guy's right. You put where I got to get on your ass. If not, I'm not a real dude, and I'm just your fucking groupie. And I'll never be accused of being a Pauly Malinaji, a Lou DiBella, a Al Heyman, any kind of fucking weirdos groupie. That ain't going to happen. No, I feel you. Lost much respect for DeGale, man. Got a lot of respect for Davis. That young guy's throwing bombs out there. So, uh, you know, Mayweather production. Oh, yeah, uh, Mayweather. talk about that. Pedraza versus Davis. Holy shit. You want to talk about a guy who is fucking throwing bombs. And Pedraza, here's a, this, this is what happens, dude. I think this is one of those fights. And you might think of it a little bit differently, OTG fam, and that's fine. But I was looking at this guy, Pedraza, take fucking bombs the first half of the fight. Bombs. I mean, bombs that would knock other dudes in the division out. I'm going, fuck, this guy's got an iron chin. But as it went on, and no, he, he wasn't staggering all around the ring or, or no shit like that. But as it went on, I'm going, you know what? This is going to be a kind of fight where I see a motherfucker go from iron chin to tin chin. And by the end of it, the fool was plastered, and I think that he's never going to be the same. He's never going to. I think now that dude's chin... He, he had a great chin. I think in one fight, it's ruined. So we'll see what happens with Pedraza going forward. If he steps in the ring with any more power punchers, what happens? But I was impressed with his effort, too. You know, they, they blasted him, the commentators, saying how stupid he is, Al Bernstein in particular, for uh, not running away from Davis. But when, you run, when you're running away from a strong, compact, athletic, quick, explosive dude, He's just gonna get the right leverage and extension, and you're caught. You're caught moving backwards, and you ain't gonna do nothing. So I think Pedraza was doing what he felt he had to do to try to stick the kid, get in his head. It's gonna be a long night for you. You're gonna have to contend with me. I'm not just gonna run away and wait for you to knock me out. 
And I, I think that if he would have fought the way that Al Bernstein said, which made all the sense in the world, it really, really did. Everything Al said conventionally makes sense. But when you're fighting an unknown, explosive commodity like Davis, and by unknown, I mean at the top level. This was his coming out party last night for all intents and purposes. When you're fighting a guy like this where you don't know if he is that good, as people are saying he is and he's going to be, well, he came out to prove it. And I think that if he would have tried to fight a more uh, slicker style, he probably would have been caught a few more times and wouldn't have been as ready to answer back in the fashion he did that may have extended um, the amount of rounds that he was able to give boxing fans last night. So Pedraza, that, that's my analysis of it. I think he just had to make a call. His team had to make a call. You could say it was stupid, but maybe he could have fought, quote, the right way and been knocked out even quicker. You just don't know. However, I don't think his chin will ever be the same. He's not going to take those kind of bombs over and over like he did. Put it this way, if Gervonta Davis fought him again, it wouldn't take him that long to knock him out the next time. Willa? Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Like you said, man, you know, I don't think people understand that sometimes when you're fighting somebody stronger and bigger than you, and you got to, like you said, you got to just – sit down and take it, I mean, you know, and start throwing your own. And that's what he did. It's like he was thinking about running around, but the guy was punching too hard, coming too fast, so you're just going to be running. You can't swing if a guy's coming on you like that and you just, you know, and you're running. So the only way exactly. you're going to get shots off you is to be ready to, to, to sit down. When like, you got to yeah. try to take you in the deep water, or do you want to fucking get caught trying to swim backwards? Which is, I think, exactly. probably some of the thinking there, Willis. So you're feeling exactly what I'm thinking, and I'm going to continue to listen to you because – I agree with the way that you're seeing this fight. Uh, what a fucking commodity this guy is going to be. No, it's going to be the real deal, man. But the only thing I think they did some—they need to get him in the in the in, in the classroom. And like you know, his—they gave him that extended interview, and he sounded so dumb. And he's probably not that dumb, uh, but he just sounded so dumb. And it was just like, man, this is this guy's first time. Y'all need to prepare. He needs PR classes. He needs to talk hey, better look, than what he was. Let me ask or you something, though. Let me short. ask you something, though. I know that you're pretty white-collar, and when you you got youngsters in the office and interns. They're, they're probably coming in there with at least two, three years of college, working on four to six. And you're probably used to dealing with a different category of young man. Uh, being being blue-collar, as I am, uh, I see a lot of uh, what what the nations of the world have to offer America right now and what some of the youth is and how they're thinking when they're 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. And, yeah, dude, a lot of them are really fucking stupid, to tell you the truth. So, you know, do I mean that as an insult? No. They grew up with a fucking uh, a smartphone in their fucking hand, a, a pad in their fucking lap, and all kinds of idiocy happening in pop culture around them where uh, motherfuckers probably don't even know that food comes from the ground or anything else. The thing that comes from a drive through yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he was that dumb, but you're right. You know, I deal with a lot of people. I deal with, you know, people that are digging ditches, laying pipes. You know, I deal with people that are engineers, you know. So I deal with them all. And I know, you know, there could be guys that are smart that, that just don't know how to speak, you know. So I don't, I'm not saying he's dumb. I don't know him personally. So I can't say he's dumb. I'm just saying he sounded dumb. He sounds, he, yeah, he sounded dumb. He needs to get, you know, they need some training because he's going to be the real deal. And so he's either going to keep it short and sweet like Mike Tyson or he's going to, if he's going to be Mayweather and he's going to be saying, you know, talking noise, then he needs to go to class. And that's just me. And I'm saying he's going to be the real deal. I'm not hating on him. 
to make him sell so he won't be Earl uh, Earl Spence or or uh, or Crawford. They can't get any because I think he's more like that. What he showed last night that was explosive, man. That was very explosive. And you know Crawford is good, Spence is good. They're real good, real real good, but they're not that explosive. So if this guy, yeah, if well, they can agree with this the guy right. I can't co-sign some of the other, though, and I'll tell you why. I appreciate your opinion. I'm going to tell you why I'm, I'm going to differ. You look at another guy, and it's debatable on this program. Some people want to pretend he don't have any talent, but that's all right, who is also a street dude, Adrian Broner. Now, he has all the gifted gab, the talk, but being that he had that street life, he couldn't separate a sports entertainment character from the real life, and I don't think he ever had any desire to. He really want to live how he was acting. Javante Davis, on the other hand, now I could be wrong, don't know the young man personally, but he does seem to have a little bit of humility. Is he a genuinely humble person? I I can't tell, but at at least in some dose, there is humility there. Now, that's the missing thing from Adrian Broner, a man who has been humbled in the ring, but refuses to be humbled in his heart and remains proud. If Javante Davis comes into this boxing world, maybe lacking the gift of gab, maybe maybe lacking the bravado and the braggadociousness that some others have had. But if he comes in with that dose of humility, that may be the missing ingredient that so many of our youth don't have today. And he may actually get a little bit of longevity. He may not have uh, two-day specials and 24-7 type programs about him right out the gate like Broner was getting. But I'll tell you this, he may be able to stick around to really enjoy the fruits of such things if they come his way. And it'll be, oh, so much more valuable later in his career, if there is a later in his career. And that remains to be seen about Adrian Broner. No, I I understand where you're coming from. But Adrian Broner wasn't this explosive either. And the two main guys, the two guys that are top in, 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 in fighting, period, are two guys that show no humility. You know, this is the new day and age. The best wrestler of all time was Ric Flair. No humility. The Rock, no humility. You know, Mike Tyson showed humility after he got knocked out. You know, yeah, but how much you know, so here's the thing, though. Uh, here's the thing. Ric Flair really knew that he was flabby, snaggletooth, <laughs> and horse face. Okay, and I like Ric Flair. Okay. But he was playing a game of pretend with y'all. He did don't don't think for one fucking minute he really believed any of that shit he said about himself. And, and he did not he did not have a whole fucking wardrobe full of all those fucking suits. They don't they just don't fit on the private little jet that he had with Arn Tolly James Day Dillon and whoever the next member would be at the time, whether it be Wyndham Luger or whatever, Ole Anderson. The point is, a, a lot of that was made up shit. Some of it was true. He certainly was making a lot of money and living a high life. Well, he did not feel that way about himself. He'd look in the mirror, you see them love handles, that snaggle tooth, that horse face, those scars all over that forehead. He did not think he was fucking Brad Pitt. He did not think that he was fucking Mick Jagger, for that matter. Okay? He knew he had to bust his ass in a fucking shithole town that nobody gave a fuck about for an hour every night, and he'd just drink all the beers he can in between it. So good for Ric Flair, and I'm looking forward to that. 30 for 30 or whatever the fuck it's called coming out on ESPN later this year. Hopefully they don't butcher the damn thing, but that has the potential to be some decent television. No, I feel you. I think by the end of the, I think by the end of it, I think today Rick Flair believes everything he says because he is the man. 
You know, he made it. He made <laughs> oh, it. He made it into tuition. So you know, but you know, all I'm saying is, it's a package. You know, it's 2017. You don't have to be if you want to make a name for yourself. Being real might not be the way to go. Now you don't have to be all the way fake, but you can. Hey, if you're not a, if you're, you know, you can put on a little more braggadocio. I'm just saying, or you can go either way, but you can't get on there and be saying, oh, and um. And looking and like well, look pausing, how good you know, did. Look how good Pacquiao did before he, he really started speaking a shitload of English. We, but everybody was into that humility, and look at it. We had the contrast because he was coming up just as Floyd Mayweather was kind of entering his uh, that retirement, and we just had that. Everybody hated Floyd's attitude. Uh, I mean, Floyd would have hated Floyd's attitude, you know. And Manny Pacquiao was just the exact opposite of that. And people loved it. It was refreshing. They were seeing this this humble dude um, giving credit, being thankful, smiling, happy for an opportunity. You know what I mean? So in my opinion, if I get to see somebody conduct themselves like that, I'm going to support it because that's how you raise your kid to be. That's what we say is right to everyone around us. That's how we get our employees to, to be. We don't try to have them act like a fucking braggadocious piece of shit. We try to have them act like a decent human being. So when I see someone conduct themselves like a decent human being, that's something I want to support. If, of course, they have the goods, which is the main thing in the sport of boxing. Hey, Shook, there's a million, there have been millions of people that have been, uh, you know, gracious and, you know, full, which yeah, was Yeah, there's act. a million have fucking seen... dudes walking down the street fucking with, with a little fucking swagger to their step with headphones on. Rapping to themselves all fucking day about how great they are, and nobody ever heard of them motherfuckers either. Right. I mean, I got you, but I'm just saying there's there's different ways to do it. I, I'm not saying my way is the, the the right way or the wrong way, but the way they did it last night was definitely the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. They just should sure. help their kid out a little better than that on Prime TV. Or you know, if you're like, well, hey man, Jim you can't Gray talk. Credit keep that, it short. Give Jim Gray some credit. Was he trying to make Javante Davis look good by short. passing the mic to Floyd, or was he just trying to do himself one by getting more comments out of Floyd so yeah, he can maybe get his quotes in the press? That was coming. That was already. <laughs> that was already. That, that was already said at the beginning of the show. Hey, Floyd's coming in at the end. Give him the mic. You know, Jim yeah. Gray should have cut it short. I I think he should have cut it short on those guys. And you know. <clears throat> Jim Gray, I thought he did some uh, sort of fooly things last night. You know, it wasn't really, you know, oh, make it out, oh, oh. You know, this guy, Badu Jack, just whooped this guy. You know, everybody ain't about, you know, if I whoop a guy and he's tapping me on my shoulder, acting like he won, and then he's going to ask me about a rematch, it was like, you're thinking about it like, yeah, we can fight, you know, but my manager right here, we barely making this weight is what he said, right? He already said before the fight, they said he was going up in weight. So, you know, make it that or, you know, you know you lost. So, you know, Jim Gray was sort of – I didn't like his, his little thing last night either. You know, this is – you don't negotiate. Like, you, are, you don't negotiate in, in the middle of the ring, especially when you know this guy just whooped this guy. Like, it wasn't even really close, you know. He got whooped, man. And it, it, it was very sad that these guys – I can maybe understand the tie, maybe, maybe. But to have the girl winning the fight – is sort of ridiculous, but I guess the guy, I guess the guy, whoever does the uh, the points, the uh, the unofficial scoring had to get a win. And I'm like, what are y'all looking at? It's like body shots now, don't count no more. Thing. He could never score a fight. Now look, I, I love Farhood. Uh, he's probably the greatest boxing historian alive right now. 
So that that shows you I love him. I can't give a greater compliment. He is a shit boxing scorer. Always has been. And from what I could tell, he always will be. So when you hear how Farhood scores something, I mean, dude, don't even fucking listen to that. I don't know why they put that up there. Maybe it's because Farhood is the shit. He he knows so much, so much more than everybody else on the fucking panel, and he deserves his place. And when Showtime changed and became Heyman City, uh, he kind of wasn't running broadcast anymore. So they give him that little spot, probably not to do something good for him because they were doing something right for the boxing fans and good for him. They would have him front and center. But anyhow, it's probably for their own credibility just to have Steve Farhood remain a part of their broadcast. However, that's the worst possible role for him. Hands fucking down. Yeah, his score was ridiculous. And I'm I'm looking at it like, you know, <clears throat> Talking Box was probably, or I don't know if it's show stats, whatever it is on that one. It's, uh, they were probably pretty close on. I saw Badu Jack landing most of the shots. Most of the clean shots, landing more of them, throwing more the whole time. The guy would get a and blurry, and he would just get blocked off. If yeah, if Miguel yeah, was and landing shoe shine, dude, like there was nothing on, like, like he'd throw three or four together where the glove would barely fucking tap. Not even shots worth blocking. So you wonder where they counting that shit? Because because that where I come from, that's not a fucking punch. That that is not a fucking. I I mean, yeah, your glove may have touched skin, but it didn't touch fucking face. It didn't move anything, and it didn't come close to. Just seemed like he he was looking looking to show or something. It, it was like some of the bullshit that Leonard did in closing moments of rounds against Hagler. It, it's like, come on, dude, that ain't fooling no real dude. Right, but it fooled some. It fooled it. It fooled itself into a draw, a majority draw that he got the other got the other uh, judge. So he fooled three people. It was ridiculous, man. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, Badu Jack guess he's on his way up to. Uh, uh, what is he light heavyweight? He's going to light heavyweight, which I don't know what what the hell he's gonna do up there. Uh, well, Hearn he don't make this fight again. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this right now. Let let's say that Badu Jack did want to do it again at 168. Okay, let's say he did. Why would you put DeGill in there again? Uh, I mean, DeGill got lucky last time. I mean, you don't you don't count on fake judging two times in a row. He got beat, so you don't put DeGill back in there again. So you do a Batter. great thing by DeGale acting like a ch- you know oh let's do the rematch let's do the rematch fucking is really hold me back bro because there's no way the fucking promoter makes that fight anyways even if Badu Jack did want to do it why in the hell would he go get his ass kicked again but this time but this time have no no uh, compensating factor like a fake fucking judge no yeah he got battered you're right why would you do that again. That's, that's, that's just really, hold me back, bro. That's just hold me back, bro. Come to England. Eddie will pay you. Eddie, come here. <laughs> hold me back, bro. Yeah. That's all Eddie, I Eddie, come here, man. Got his teeth yeah. knocked out. That's crazy. Hey, get this guy. Hey, he he lost all really credibility for me last night as a real dude. You know, he was already a UK brother, so he was walking the lot dead line anyway. You know, so, hey, he's done with me. And Badu Jack hey, will forever give credit. Be. You know who we got to give credit to? Mercanti was the ref, right? Wasn't that Mercanti? Wait, Mercanti is not a yeah. fucking no. judge, though. Hold on, let me look it up, dude. Uh, I'm gonna look it up it right a, now because it was a white guy, old fucking... white guy with white hair. Yeah, I'm thinking it was Mercanti, but he's not. Wait, it was in New York, yeah. So it would have been Mercanti. Let me look yeah. it up real quick. I thought Vegas because that's where we had the war fight. My bad. Yeah, obviously we we're talking about it being in Barclays. I know it's in Barclays. It was Mercanti then. Let me just look it up. 
Yeah, I believe yeah. that's what they said, but I, I don't know. No, because I, I want to give the man his proper credit. No, but no, I want to give he let the guy he let the guy team. run into do the little sneak trick in the middle of the in the yeah, middle okay. of the round no, and him. not looking. No, but here's the thing. Here here's the thing. How many times uh, he tried to fucking use a referee like you mentioned by spitting out that mouthpiece? Mercanti fucking would go pick up the mouthpiece, letting us know he was aware of the situation. It's not like he didn't see it or fucking ignored it. Or played it off, or he picked the motherfucker up, and he let the shit continue. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I see you still. But he also said, "I picked it up. I'm gonna give it back to you, but keep fucking fighting because I ain't stopping this action over the shit." But he also said one more time, and I'm getting the point that I'm I'm deducting the point. And then if you heard, I don't know if you were listening to the fight. But if you heard at the end of the fight, they were like, "Why do you? Why you didn't take a point?" He said, "Cause he broke. He, he he had his tooth knocked out. His tooth was knocked out. He gave like a little excuse, like I didn't want to take a point because you knocked his tooth out. But he was spitting it out, you know, trying to take deep breaths. Cause maybe in the fourth or fifth round, he told the guy he couldn't breathe. He told his corner, "I can't breathe." Like the gal is a sucker. Like really. He is a sucker. He couldn't breathe. Wait, if he couldn't breathe since back then, round. and he made it all the way through the end of the fight, I can't call him a sucker, he was dude. Spinning. I mean, that, nah. that deserves a little Why bit of props. Why would say no? It does deserve props that you kept on fighting, but it, it deserves it, – it means you're a sucker when you told somebody. Like, if I'm – like, come on. Your corner? Like, you can't tell you – you're supposed to tell no. your corner what the fuck's Hell really going no. on. no. You don't want to hear that. That means you're trying to get a way out. That's what it seems to me. I'm telling, oh, man, I can't breathe. Oh, I can't breathe. Like, that sounds like a way to get out. When I'm tired, when I play you tell the ref, tired, you tell the referee, absolutely. are you tired? If you tell the ref that shit, if you tell the doctor, the referee, anyone like that, yeah, it's trying to get out. And I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt to tell your corner what's really going on. Like, if, if you're telling your corner, hey, I blah, 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 stop the fight, but hey. tell them, maybe you're hoping for some info or some advice back on how to cope with the situation. Sure. You can tell her whatever you want. No, I feel, hey, if this was just a regular brother, I would give him that, <laughs> that benefit of the doubt. But with the UK brother, go. always having a trick up his sleeve. They always got a trick up their sleeve to get out the fight, man. So when he says he can't breathe, the the top, the corner looks at him about to get knocked out. They throw it in. He's like, why are you throwing it in? Why are you throwing it in? Because you told him you couldn't breathe in the fourth round, fifth round, man. Like, that don't even make no sense. Like, to me, that doesn't make no sense to say to, say that to anybody. You just take that, hey, then afterwards, if you knock them out, like, damn, I couldn't even breathe after the fourth round. You know, but, after, you know, during the fight, you don't give any excuse to anybody to to say that you're hurt about anything. Just, hey, go on and fight, man. He's a sucker. He lost. I lost one. One UK brother down, dog. Two of them. Kel Brooks gone, too. So, who's left? Just Joshua. He's the, y'all's only hope. Uh, now, this is all coming from Willa. This is not the feelings of the on-the-ground boxing family as a whole. He is the black man from the southern United States who has a problem with the black men from across the pond calling them fake UK brothers. Now, I, I don't get it. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care what color anyone is. I think the black people in the UK are just as credible as any of the white folks or any other color people over there. And you're all just as credible as we are. So, got love for you. They Thanks for supporting are. the program. Well, how are you going to sugarcoat this? Shit? This is what's called no, stepping in further. So, so go right ahead. No, no, I'll no, just no, listen. no, no. Everybody is equal in everything else except sports. This is all we're talking about. We're just talking about beasts. That's it. We're talking about pure animalistic beast strength, 
man-on-man stuff. Anything else, no homo. Anything else, we're not talking about. We're not talking about smarts. We're not talking about likability. We're not talking about being able to be their friend. We're not talking about any of that. We're just talking about sports, man. So it's no hate. No hate at all. I'm just keeping it real on how I feel. David Hay, uh, Lennox Lewis, these guys, Kel Brooks. It's a long line of these guys going out like suckers. Uh, my man, Nassim, uh, Nassim, he's not a brother, but he tried to act like one. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you know hey, they all went out. You know what? They all I would went, not, they all I went would out not like disrespect that. the black people of, of Africa, the UK, the United States, or any other region of the world. By, by saying that Nazim Hamed tries to act like you. I, I would not take any credit whatsoever for any of that. Oh, man. Oh, dude, that dude was pathetic. The way he conducted Hey, himself, I loved him. I, loved I didn't. Him, the thing is, I love him. I, I love him. Like, I love him. That dude was a sucker. Him. I would never, ever be caught in the oh. company of someone who conducted himself dressed or talked like that fucking fool. And then and oh. then he fucking goes it. on to be a big fat round piece of shit in retirement who runs people over while drunk. Oh god. Oh, oh yeah, god. What a fucking wreck this guy. He is a fat fucking four foot tall butterball who ran his mouth like he was God's gift and wore a fucking skirt in the ring. Oh we need more of that in life. I, whatever. No, we didn't need more. I just said I liked it. I enjoyed it, man. Yeah. I'm not going to down talk him. And, uh, uh, there's, the there's a guy who makes me the, appreciate American. Like, like, I actually appreciate American when I think about Nazim Hamed. Oh. Uh, I'm just like, American is actually respectable compared to Nazim Hamed. Hey, American might be the realest guy out of the UK, to tell you the truth. Oh, hey, God. Just, dude, hey, no. just let you know. What did hey, they look, do to you? Check this out. These are great people. Check this out. Your boy DeGale said his favorite uh his favorite uh fighter was uh Nazim uh uh whatever his name is. Well maybe he that's where that's the his, weirdo that he, he got some weirdo factor, dude. I already admitted it, you know. I like him he as a fighter, but he, he's an awkward look, here, put it this way, dude. How many grown dudes you know who is always hanging out partying with their sister? Maybe when you're both kids or going to the same school or something. I don't know. I'm going to try to justify whatever I can for him because I is like it him. Is it his twin sister? Well, Eloise. He's always running around with Eloise I said, is everywhere. It, no, is it, is it his twin? Is it his twin sister? Fuck, I don't know. I, I ain't looked into it that deep. Are, are they yeah, twins? But it might be. Don't look like know. twins to they me. They seem, like <laughs> seem like they're about the same age. But I seem like they're about the same age, right? She doesn't oh, seem yeah. right. She seems like she's about 30. Right? That's how old he was, 30. She it's about just 30. too old to be running around with your fucking sibling like that constantly, in my opinion. Uh, oh, you know what? She's his personal assistant. I forgot to mention that on the program. She's his – so, oh, you so know, he's maybe getting that his, makes He's sense. getting the money. Yeah. He's getting the okay. A. She's getting 10% of his check. That's what he's supposed to do. I'm not going to hate on that. I'm not going to hate on anything right. else on the Gale except that he, he went out like a sucker in the ring and then did – the UK brother stuff, which I predicted. I think I predicted this last show that Badu, Badu Jack would win and there would be some kind of UK brother something going on. So, you know. Okay. But no, then they got it looks like you were kind of right. I mean, I don't subscribe to the whole UK brother view as a whole, but in this instance, I know what you're talking about. And let me just state apologies to James and Eloise because um, I forgot that fact that she is a personal assistant, so that would make sense why they're around each other all the time. So that's fine. It ain't no fucking weirdo shit, I guess. I have no reason to think that at this time anyways. But James DeGale still, he got kind of a little bit of weirdo thing happening. Now, is he as goopy as Vladimir Klitschko or Gennady Golovkin? Hell no. Is is he uh, 
coming off as short bussy as Javante Davis? No. But there's still some real, like, awkward fucking uh, – I can't even call it. What What is it? I'm, I'm 30 years old, it's but I think I'm a fat boy. It, no, it's just some weirdo kind of vibe he's got to him, dude. The way he conducted himself after the fight, it's just – I don't know, dude. I – I don't want to be too mean, but like it basically, you, you'd have, if a guy had that personality on your crew, he's the dude everyone's fucking with. Yeah, no, I don't fuck with him no more. He lost me. So. Yeah, but he's still, he, you know, that's nice. He takes care of his that's sister like you. that, and and it's nice oh, that he's no, a he's hell a, of a fighter. Hey, so I don't want to bag on him too much for being goofy. It could be cultural. It could be cultural, dude. Maybe maybe there's a lot of fucking goofballs yeah, from his brother. city or whatever. Uh, I don't want to do that. Put nah, them all, dude. Lump them all in the same category. They're Lennox all Lewis was guys, a goofy. But they're good guys. Lennox yeah, Lewis yeah, was Lennox a goofy. <laughs> you, think, you think he was a little soft, goofy. I disagree, but you don't think goofy. he was goofy. Nah, he wasn't. Not as goofy, but he is. Nah, but nah. you know, Lennox Lewis was a, was, was a straight guy. Now, they're all David Hayes is not goofy. Look, David Hayes is not goofy. I mean, David, David Hayes annoys the fuck out of me. Like yeah, David Hayes is that he annoys you. It's that same thing. It's just a different... Nah, goofiness is, goofiness is that shit that Klitschko and fucking Golovkin have. That's goofy. That, that's like a fucking awkward-ass motherfucker. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, saying James Mikkel has a little yeah. of that, dude. He's he's like a – he got some goofball to him, dude. I mean, his nickname is Chunky, uh, okay. after all. I Chunky, guess he was yeah, a fat kid. It so it all kind of makes sense. It's probably what his granny calls him, though. Yeah, he's, 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 he's hey. the fat kid. You just ain't fat on fight night. He's the fat kid. Hey, I'm going to say this. The Gale is a good fighter. He just doesn't have that super heart. And yeah, he does. No I'm not trying to de- – nah, he doesn't. Like, he, got he, doesn't, beat. he didn't have it. Like, he took last an L last night. He, night. Got, he just got in the ring with someone who beat him. It right. happens. If you're fighting guys, you're going to get beat. He didn't but really lose two times in a row. The same, oh, yeah, no, not uh, to the Mexican guy. Yeah, exactly. That's two times in a row that he did the exact same thing. He couldn't last after a while. He couldn't blame this one on steroids. This is okay, too much, so, I mean, you're gonna either have to start looking. You got, or, you got you a very know. colorful way of saying that James DeGill comes out explosive. He starts fast, but he fades late. Yeah, and he can't punch. Who's he no, that's fighting? Just, that's, that's, Tell me who he's fighting that he isn't getting rid of that everyone gets rid of. I mean, you're talking about he can't punch, but. What's the proof he no, can't okay. punch? Because he's I'm not, not knocking out guys punch. that nobody knocks he's out? He's not a puncher. I'll say he's not a puncher. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I'll say he's not okay. a – you know. With the – you know. He's a good guy. With everything I'm saying is with a grain of salt. You know what I'm saying? So, he can punch, but he's not knocking boys out, and he's fading. So, if you're not knocking boys out and you're fading, how really are you going to be – how are you really that good? Well, he's, he's not fading. Good Maybe he's fading. Guy. That, that was proven. No. And Badu, yeah, not even close. And Badu Jack's about to go to light heavyweight and probably just get worse. Let's be real, though, Willa. You're really on this mad wagon. Your family's half Swedish, all all this kind of shit. Okay. Uh, we, we'll accept that shit, at face value. Damn. But hold on. If we go back like a month or two, you know, being Swedish, with, with, they, they were right by the U.K., I, I remember you saying something about how so they, they, they could be a little bit U.K.-ish, too. So what did Badu Jack make it official that there's no connection between uh black no, no, no. Swedes? No, no, that's not what he did. Cause that's just one guy. You know, I'm very. You <laughs> oh, know, you gotta remember, I'm an engineer, man. 
things are, you know, they, they really got to make sense. So I've got to see it happen more than once. Yeah. So I got to see it happen more than once. You know, when, when Lennox Lewis let me down, I was like, all right. Then David Hayes, you know, then I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Then these guys, you know, I've just seen it happen so much that, you know, that it's making sense. One Swedish guy showing that he's legit, you know, we'll see the next time. Next time we see a Swedish guy, you know. Probably won't be too right. many. There's not, there's not many black people out there in Sweden at all. No shit. Hey, when you go there, do they think you're an athlete? Oh, yeah. Everywhere I go, people have things that I'm an athlete. <laughs> Fucking A, dude. Like, nah, man. If they seem real athletes, like, I'm just, I'm like six foot, 200 pounds, right? So I'm just a normal size, bigger guy. Like, real athletes are 20 times bigger than me, man. That's like, y'all haven't seen real athletes. Like, if you see a basketball player, these guys are freaks. Football players are freaks of nature. It's crazy. Let's yeah, all right, let's. Action, what else have we going on? Let's talk about Floyd. We'll get to that. Hold on. Let, let's leave a park where we're at right now and bring some other guys in. I've been having such a good time talking to you this morning that I've neglected other OTG stalwarts. Let's take it to the Central Valley of California and see what's going on with RC. RC, tons of news. Great fight. 15 days in, I think we could say that we witnessed the fight of the year for 2017. Uh, boo-hoo. Badoo Jack got screwed. Now he knows what it almost feels like to be Sergey Kovalev. Um, I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to that fight. I had a lot of things going on yesterday, but I did watch the highlights and check out a couple of things from it. But, I mean, you know, what's to say? It's just a Swedish guy against this U.K. brother, so uh, whatever. And Gavante Davis, if you go back, not his last fight, but the second before that fight, Shug, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be saying these nice things about him. Because when he knocked out... Hey, he's in the spotlight now, dude. Showtime. Uh, Mayweather, Ellerby, look, they ain't going to put him in no losing situation unless he gets by, by a judge again. Uh, look, that, here, here, let, me, let me put it this way. As crazy as this sounds, Mayweather don't want to come back to boxing. The only guy he wants to box is Conor McGregor, Okay. So that means about 90% of his focus probably, because I'm going to say as much as he focused on boxing, I'm going to say he's going to start putting that into promoting. He has to. Yeah, I mean, he's the type of guy who wants to put everything into something and fucking kick ass at it. I see him doing a good job as a promoter, believe it or not. Now, while he fights, fuck no. I think he stunk as a promoter. I think <laughs> if he's really gone – it's a turning point because the only way he remains relevant or successful in the boxing world is to be a successful promoter unless he wants to step into the ring for less money than he was making before and tarnish his whole fucking image. And it's hard for him to talk to his fighters about how much money he's going to make them when he's fucking taking less money than he was before himself. So I think Mayweather wants to be a successful promoter. I think they will correctly match Gervonta Davis. And yes, I am giving a lot of credit because in my opinion, that Pedraza fight kicked ass. I wasn't expecting it to be that great. I know a lot of it had to do with the way Pedraza chose to fight. And so we witnessed a war. But fuck RC. That that was a hell of a fight. Am I saying that he's going to bolster everybody? If Mayweather moves him along the way that I think that he intends to, he's going to be all right. Here's why. Stepped in the ring and he called him the future of boxing. Could he just be a promoter talking out of his ass? Sure he can but does he have the financial resources? Does he have the relationship? Talking about Showtime. 
to make his fighter a success? Absolutely. Can he do it? Absolutely. Is talking about Conor McGregor from time to time going to stop him from doing that? Absolutely not. So, Gervonta Davis, I, I think he's he's going to do well. I do. Uh, can can it, can someone else come along and kick his ass? Sure. Uh, does he does he want to? <laughs> Hey, does he want to go go up and meet uh, Lomachenko? Absolutely not. Lomachenko will tear his fucking head off. Uh, am I saying that he'll beat everyone in this sport? No way, RC. But but does this guy have a lot of a lot of potential? Did he look good? Was he in a hell of a fight that I love seeing and want to see him more like it? Yeah. So this Sunday morning, he gets a lot of credit for me. Yeah, but if you had a problem with the way Deontay Wilder was doing like that hip swinging shit on uh, was it Ariola? Uh, not. Not Gervonta Davis' last fight, but the fight before that, he had knocked dude out, journeyman in the corner, fighting real tough, you know, got knocked down early in the fight, probably second round. And Gervonta Davis, instead of referee forcing him to go back to his corner, he does some sort of little gay boy get low type of dance in front of homeboy where he gets knocked down. And ever since then, I was like, yo, oh, that's, man, gay. that's gay as fuck. That's mad gay. I was like, ever since then, I can't fucks with him. And not only that, yeah, he does look really good, but I could see him definitely getting tuned up by some guys who could actually counterpunch and set up some different shots than, than from what it, what we've seen recently. But, um, you know... Um, well, let's remember where opinion. he's at. Hold on. How long did we have to hear about fucking Canelo? And was Canelo beating legit competition like Pedraza when he was only 22 years old? Remember we had to hear that shit every fucking week? Salas, <laughs> only 22 years old. Anytime, well, fucking Gervonta Davis is really only 22, and Canelo wasn't doing what Davis just fucking did when he was 22. Canelo was fighting guys who didn't belong in the fucking weight class and a bunch of fucking bums and setups and dudes brothers. So, being that he's only 22, he just fucking fought a hell of a fight against a real dude he has got potential. Is is doing some fucking get low dance in the middle of the ring and some gay shit? Fuck yeah, it is. I ain't co-signing that. And maybe that's why they need to, like Will already said, it's it been covered. They need to send this guy to school, <laughs> you know? So the humility, yeah, yeah. I, I much prefer the humility over the get low dance. So he's on the right track, but send, send him to D. Willow Wilson Sports Entertainment School. He might need that. He really he really might need that. And you said he did the get low in the middle of the ring. No, he did it like right in front of the guy in the corner when like he knocked him down. It was like really uncomfortable to watch, but uh, – yeah, I want to stay in up. my lane because I want to stay in my lane because, like I said, um, I just seen highlights from both of these performances. Uh, I had a busy day yesterday, and um, if uh, if there's something I do want to cover, I want to cover my boy Arizlandi Lara Friday night, putting on a damn good show in Miami. I mean, Yuri Foreman, Jesus Christ, this guy was like he looked like a a, a fresh born deer trying to learn how to walk or something like that. He looked actually he, got, he doesn't have Jesus Christ. He's an Orthodox Jew rabbi and he's not interested in Jesus Christ. But moving oh, right yeah, along. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I noticed that. I noticed he was a Jew. That's why I was like, come on, man, how's a Jew gonna? You you had your bar mitzvah money as a child and and you're gonna try and beat this guy who got away from Fidel Castro? Come on, man. Uh, uh, Lara, one of the most wait, 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 hold on are, are you saying like just Fucking um, Cubans automatically beat all Jews Or something like this Oh, It, it, sound, it sounded like you were going that direction I'm not saying you said that, I'm asking Oh, come on, man If we set up a Cuba versus Jewish fighter tournament We know who's coming out on top Well, fucking A that, that, There it is from RC What happened, dude? Was it the fucking Illuminati? Cut off right there. Don't hear shit no more. That that was nuts. 
You know what? Which which song was it? It was in the Fuck Boy song. Can't um, see, Willa. You'll appreciate this. Uh, he he says some line in it. Uh, he says something about um, Jews running the music business. And then he goes, for that line, I just might get hit with a toy. But if they do, Mama still sue because they some fuckboy. So right now, fucking RC says something about the Jews and his line goes dead. And that's fucking it. What the hell was that? What the hell was that? Uh, you yeah. still with us? Yeah. You still with, with us, Willow? Yeah, what the fuck happened yeah, there, man. dude? He, he, he says some hey, sideways you know, shit on the Jews the and he's cut off. He's cut. No, he's still hey. showing up on the line, but I heard like some click, and he's not there. But Wait a minute. That, hey. But he's still he's on the not, switch. Hey, I don't dude, even think it that far. Conspiracy theory, dude. Hey, even I don't even take it that far, man. You know, you're on the. Uh, you're probably on their watch list, man. You're probably listening. Hell, I ain't got no problem with the Jews. Hey, uh, I love Israel. Hey. I've never been there, but you know, I read about it in the Bible. I have no problem with the Jews. None. Nope, I don't mess with them. I ain't gonna say I got a million Jewish friends or nothing like that. I don't. But hey, they've been. Yeah, anyone who's ever been persecuted should have sympathy for the way the Jews have been persecuted. Now, if you've got a problem with the Middle East situation, that is a whole different situation is going on since 1948. I'm talking about over thousands of years they've been persecuted. So I don't mess with them. I, I ain't got nothing to say one way or the other. I don't mess with no people who's been kicked all around the globe like that. It ain't right. Oh, I feel you, but hey, I like the way you weren't trying to show Laura no love today. You, you almost no, had me forget about none. the apple you know that he put on your boy. Yeah. Right, I think. He, he, hey, but, hey, you here's did show the thing. Floyd a why lot did she get a pass? I want everybody. I want everybody to know Trust that you me. show Floyd a lot of love this hour. You call him a great businessman. You said he's going to well, put I, everything I said, into this promotion. No, you did. You did earlier. No, I, hold on. I said if he really it. is the great businessman he claims to be, he will do those things, and I have faith that he and will. He did. I'm not saying it's a fact and it's a done deal. I'm, I'm putting a little faith and a little hope in a guy that I've had largely right. disdain for over the that years. That you've always loved. That you've always truly <laughs> loved. Now that he's Shit. not boxing anymore, he's, you're back on the wagon, and that's good, man. But now let's get to Laura. Who you didn't want? Who you trying to cover up today? Now let's do it. He, he, here's a problem. He here's down. a problem I got. Here's he my problem with her, Sandy Lara. I have said over no. and over again that I would completely support a campaign for him to legitimately earn a middleweight title shot. Tell the sanctioning body, the WBA, who he holds a title with, I, I want to be entered into contention. Give me an eliminator. Get, get me a match. Let, let's do something. Let me become the mandatory. Who do I have to be? That's it. Then. Kennedy will get script if he chooses not to face him. He has not done that. All he has done is run his mouth about how Triple G doesn't fight anyone and he's scared. Okay, fair enough. Maybe Triple G's last three opponents have not been who we've all wanted to see. And Dominic Wade. And David Lemieux, Dominic Wade, and Kelbra. Okay? David Lemieux was a unification middleweight title fight. Dominic Wade, meh. I ain't got nothing to say about it. Kell Brook, we all know why that one happened. The fight he was really after didn't happen. And Billy Joe Saunders took the fucking, he said, hell no, I ain't doing it. Kell Brook took the exact same deal. Said, all right, I'll do it. They made the fucking fight. So, so that was a plan B. A- am I excusing it? No. Did I want it? No. Did it happen? Yes. So three fights, David Lemieux, Dominic Wade, and Kell Brook. Erislandy Lara, Gennady Golovkin sucks. He don't fight nobody. I want to fight him. He fights bums. Well, Let's go ahead and look at Arislandi Lara's last three opponents. Jan Zabek, Vonis Mortarosian, and Yuri Foreman. 
if you want to take out the Foreman fight and, and pretend last night didn't happen, which I'm sure a lot of people want to because that fight even existing is a joke, Yuri Foreman has not been a factor in years. And he lost and his body fell apart in his only title defense when he became the first Orthodox Jew rabbi world champion. God bless him. Okay? Uh, did nothing. Beat a couple of soft-touch nobodies. Gets an immediate title shot, basically. I don't want to say immediate because his comeback's been going on for a while. But as far as beating a nobody and moving on to getting a title shot, they, he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to earn it. it was, as soon as it, it was granted, as soon as they thought of it, probably. Anyhow, Yuri Foreman, Bonus Margaroni is in. Margarosian or Jab Zavik. Throw out Foreman. You got Margarosian, Zavik, and Delvin Rodriguez. So, Laura bitching about Gennady taking on world champion David Lemieux, um, Plan B, Kell Brook, and Dominic Wade. Who gives a fuck? I ain't defending that one. Was he number one contender in one of the sanctioning bodies? Whatever. I, I don't care about that fight. But what I'm saying is, both of them have been fighting guys that aren't that great. But then in the post-fight interview, Eris Randy Lara says, I want the best. And he said, I don't have to name the best. They know who they are. Kennedy Golovkin, Andre, and Canelo. That's what he named. Well, they're all trash or they're the best. Now they're the best. And now you're easily fighting guys as trash as Kennedy Golovkin. It's not more trash. I'm going to give him credit for Margarosian. But Golovkin has his Lemieux. Okay, so as far as I'm concerned, it's a wash. Arislandi Lara, go follow my plan if you want to be middleweight champion. Otherwise, unify against your fucking triplets down there at light middleweight. Or just shut the fuck up. You're, you're a hell of a fighter, but you got no following. You don't have an exciting style. And yeah, you, you knock out dudes that no one's worried about. Congratulations. Golovkin does the same thing, and you got a lot of criticism for it over it. So my problem with Lara is he's becoming a poly Malinaji bitching about certain shit that I'm seeing him do himself. And that I just don't like that shit, Willa. Man, I feel you. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I was just, you know, he not he, he put your boy out last night. And you thought it was going to be a boy, good fight. He ain't my boy. I, 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 I don't care one way or the other. God, God bless the Jews. I pray for the peace of Jerusalem and, and all the other. But as, as far as a fighter goes, your reforming ain't nothing special. Hey, damn sure didn't deserve no title shot. That's a disgrace. He got one. He should have had to earn that hey, shit. But you thought it was going to be a good fight. You thought it was going to be, you thought your reformer had something for Laura, but he didn't. So, you know, <laughs> give the man his credit. You did. Is that what I so, said so last week? Is that what I said last yeah, week? Like, oh, you're informing. Oh, you were fucking no, I up said, your I said this, No, and here's I, what I, I did. Get to say it. I said, I, I said, say, damn, you like your informing, don't you? I said, this is a good Friday night fights type fight. That's what I was excited about. I was excited about the return of Friday Night Fights under a different brand, under a different channel, different production. That was a Friday Night Fights type fight. That would have been one of the big Friday Night Fights of the year. Where we would have interviewed fucking the, the promoter, the fucking fighters. Uh, we would have been excited. We would have previewed it. We would have wrapped it up with the winner. We would have done the whole fucking... That was like back in the day, OTG, to fight like that. But at the same time, we're talking about world title pitcher... And slamming the number one middleweight in the world, you need to look at your own resume and the shit you're doing yourself, guy. Uh, well, I feel you. I mean, I, I understand completely, but, you know, at the same time, this is boxing. If he can fight Kell Brook, I don't really, you know, I don't, all that going up and having to fight everybody to fight him doesn't make sense. That's, you know, fight somebody, he wants to fight you, fight him. If not, 
Triple G will always be the guy that fought nobody or has fought people. He fought Canelo. How'd that go? Beat him. He beat. He hey. He almost won. He didn't really beat. How many people you think's gonna remember that? Considering Lara has no fan base, and Canelo's maybe the biggest star in boxing right now. How many people you think's gonna gonna say it that way? Remember it that way? Or even know that it went down like that? Yeah, you know, what what good does it None do, Laura? You, you say he has that. Laura has that moral victory, or he really won the fight. He knows he really won. Well, what what's it doing for him right now, while he's fighting Yuri Foreman? Nothing. It's doing exactly. nothing for him. He needs to step it up. You're right. I mean, you're right. He needs to step it up. But you know, dude, he can he can also. overthrow, but he can single handedly overthrow the Canelo Triple G and all this other shit. He, he can. He can really be a factor. He has a title in the same sanctioning body as Triple G. There is a precedent for guys moving up and taking on the champion the next one up. And so if they don't grant it to you, they most certainly will grant you an eliminator or a chance to become mandatory. I fucking know this. He hasn't tried it because he just wants to cry and fight fucking easy fights like this. He, If he didn't want to fight Yuri Foreman on television, he would not have been fighting Yuri Foreman on television. He wants to, but now that he's pulling the same shit Triple G is doing, or at least now that he's admitting he's pulling within himself, I think there's a self-realization. Now he's calling Triple G and Canelo and Andre the best. You know, I mean, hey, you got to call it like it is because they're doing the same thing you're doing, but better. More people give a shit about them. Now he's following their path. He's following their path. It's it's more of that shit. I mean, Ward. Canelo, and then... Ward. Uh, Ward. Isn't that, oh, my isn't God. Isn't that what he said was the best? Ward? Yeah. What three names yeah. did he say was the best? I, I, I never heard a dude win so bad that he has to retire. I don't know. He didn't have to. Yeah. He doesn't it have sure to fight. Like I think that's what he said. Yeah, he didn't, sure have to, no, called, he didn't have to... He didn't have to fight to win either. He didn't have to fight to it's win called, either because... Yeah. The other guy fought and Ward lost, and he still got awarded a victory. He didn't have to fight to win. Yeah. He just had to show up. He got whooped. Chips, man. Mayweather even said. I don't know said, about that. And Mayweather, hey, Mayweather hates telling the truth. Can, Mayweather and, hates and Mayweather telling Mayweather the truth. Said, you know how much it must have bothered him to tell the truth for once? No, but he always lies. We know Mayweather's a liar. Don't bring up one of his lies. I'm talking about how much it must have hurt him to have to tell the truth for once. Mayweather actually had to tell the truth. Do you know about the internal conflict that had to be occurring? When, when the truth was about to come out of his mouth, how much pain that brought him. But but it was so obvious, he just had to state what Kovalev did to your boy. That, that he broke with his normal line, which you were about to give me an example of. Come on, Willa. The, yeah, the I, I want to no, hear no, Willa tell I mean, me about the line. Hey, I set the lie up. Hey, Go ahead, tell me the line. No, no, I'll no, say no, thank he, you for he, that. <laughs> no, he, exactly, and now he's telling time. the truth. Look, no, Mayweather loves Bob Arum. Yesterday I was lying. Today I'm telling the truth. Mayweather has hey. taken a page from Bob Arum. Hey, Mayweather doesn't want another black man to be on top, so he's gonna he's gonna push him down. We all know that. That's Mayweather's bullshit. Because up. when Mayweather retired for those two years, and Chad Dawson fought Antonio Tarver, Vitaly Klitschko fought Sam Peter. On Showtime, I believe it was, Mayweather uh-huh. said that Chad Dawson yeah. is the number one fighter in the world at that time. Said Chad Dawson is pound for pound number one. 
So he didn't have a problem with the war was. He never said he was. But 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 Chad Dawson's blacker than Andre Ward. But Chad Dawson's blacker than Andre Ward. And you say he don't want to have a black man on top. No, he didn't. It's it's it's, it's different scenarios, so it, it's well, not going to. He, because he's way better than Chad Dawson. His oh, that's why. Are, that's why he. That's why he yeah, had so to I bring Chad say, Dawson hey, down to one sixty eight, which made twelve. No, 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 no. Floyd is. Floyd is way better. Oh Floyd's yeah, like, yeah. Hey, yeah. Chad Dawson's y'all's well. He didn't want to give it to Andre no, Ward. Floyd's way better than Andre Ward. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, like it's obvious he's better than Dawson, but it ain't obvious he's better uh, than Ward. Oh uh, fuck. Nope. Oh, shit. Dude, I don't even like Floyd Mayweather, but this is a crock of fucking shit. No, you You're going like, to put Ward on the same level? You're going to put Ward on the same level as Mayweather? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. What are we talking about here? Boxing? What are we talking about here? Dog? We're talking boxing? about gold medalists. <laughs> yeah, boxing. Uh, Mr. <laughs> uh, Mr. Hug and Headbutt? Hug and Headbutt. And lose? Oh, and my lose. God. Kovala, hey. clearly. Hey, Clearly, didn't, didn't Ward have? Hey, didn't didn't Mayweather have a uh, have a, a close fight against uh, Castillo? Yeah. Okay. But he he didn't retire. He didn't retire when he was supposed to fucking rematch no, the guy. I'll tell you no, that. He retired. After no, but he yeah, didn't he retire instead of rematching Castillo. But he didn't retire instead of rematching. Oh, hold on. We're comparing it to the Castillo situation. Let's look at how Floyd handled Castillo and look yet. at how Ward's out. So what? Well, Floyd didn't say nothing about retiring after Castillo. Right, because he didn't know how to play oh, that Because shit. he's not a the fucking bitch. He's not a bitch. Maybe. He's just an asshole. There's a difference between Maybe. a bitch and an asshole. Ward happens to be Maybe. both. Yeah. He might be all of that, but he, he also is. <laughs> now, look, and let me make the, it clear. That don't mean he's a bitch. Game. That don't mean he's a bitch compared to you or me. Or anybody in Oakland or whatever. He, Andre Ward was made a bitch by Sergey Kovalev. He is Sergey Kovalev's bitch. Part and parcel. He is the property of Sergey Kovalev, and he is his bitch. So, fucking uh, like Floyd Mayweather, he didn't turn into a bitch after Castillo. Automatically after Kovalev, Andre Ward's now a bitch. But Andre Ward became a bitch. He wasn't a bitch well, we'll before see. the fight. He's a bitch now. He wasn't a bitch. Hey, Andre Ward was never a bitch. Now he is. He's a bitch. Now he he lost the fight for Candy uh, One and talk about retire. <laughs> That's a bitch move if I ever heard one in this sport. You lose the fight for Candy One and talk about retiring. That there. This is a Donis level bitch move. This is fuckboy shit. I should get the song out. He is a bitch. Uh, well, so what if he fights him then? Oh, hold on. Let me say something. Anybody who might be listening for the first time, big fight weekend, looking to keep it going, and you you don't like. Hearing anybody call a fighter a bitch. Don't ever listen to this motherfucking program again. Hang this shit up. Forget it. Lose it. Fucking put on your fucking cleaner. Erase your history so you don't find it again even by accident. Forget this shit right now. Because this is what we do around here. Andre Ward, is he a bitch of a human being? Is he a bitch in Oakland? Is he a bitch in family? Is he a bitch to me? No. Did Sergey Govalev turn him into a bitch? Did he turn him into a man who was one of the top pound-for-pound fighters in the world the day before the fight? And then the day of the fight, after losing, getting his ass kicked, being awarded a fake victory, he immediately begins talking about retirement. Andre Ward is officially a bitch. If you have a problem with it, you probably got a problem with a lot of shit in your life. Oh, who are you talking to, man? Hey, I don't know about, I don't agree. The with boxing you. world. I'm talking to the guy we'll who see. might be listening for the very first time. 
just tell that guy, hey, that guy, just wait three months and, until he uh, accepts the fight and knocks him out and then call in and no. say who's the bitch. That's all you got to do. His, that's what I'm he gonna got do. his at, but here's you're talking fucking fantasy future. Let's say you're right. Even if you're right, that don't change what happened right now. What happened right now? Simple. He fucking he was one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world the day before. The day of, he got his ass kicked. He got awarded a fake win. He pretended he won the fight and talked about retiring. That is a bitch. There's no other thing to call unless you want to use other synonyms for bitch. But we don't have to. Bitch is good enough. He won the fight. Won the fight. No, no nobody way. believes that. Nobody believes fight. that. Nobody believes that. We were there, man. I saw I it. The shit. So I what? saw it with my own two eyes. Yeah, you, you and a lot of other black eyes. folks were fucking pretending to see some shit they didn't see that night. No, there was black guys. There was black guys that was hating. There was white guys that was hyped for war. There was Mexican ladies that was hyped for war. Yeah, I'm talking about the people that drove over from fucking Oakland and their fucking 1981 fucking Supreme fucking. Those You're trying to watch colors, that shit. Man. Those are people of all colors that came. Not, the people oh, that, stop the, it, dude. The, stop. The couple, Look, no, don't try it. You're, what you're doing right now is segregation. You're trying to segregate couple, our audience, and that's we're not going to do that. We're not going to segregate this audience. The people that are pretending that Andre Ward won are for the most part black. Maybe there were people there of all races supporting him. Absolutely. I don't know no white dudes running around pretending Andre Ward won. A Jewish Max Kellerman tried it, but he had to fucking back off it and apologize for being an asshole. It's black people, such as yourself, who are running around pretending Andre Ward won. Do I have a problem with black people? No. Do I have a problem with people pretending Andre Ward won? Yes. Are almost all of those guys black? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea about that because I know white guys that think he won. I know Mexican guys. Whatever. So I'm and not have really call sure. The I just know, have them call the program. Hey, give them the number. Okay. Give them the number. I'll, I'll know. And no calling in using your voice like this, trying to talk like a fucking nerd. No, I'm going to know not. it's not a white guy. I'm going to know. So have yeah. a white guy call in and have him tell me that Andre Ward won the fight. We'll break it down. We'll see if he even watched the fucking thing. Okay. Well, I'll try to, I'll try to set that up for right. next week. Yeah. Now, I, I won't hold my breath. I won't hold my breath. Yeah. I, I ain't worried either, about but, it at all. You know, I ain't worried about it at all. But, you know. Ain't gonna happen. There's no white guys out there thinking that, dude. Unless, uh, what? It, I don't even think Wiggers would do that. You know, like, do you get extra black cred for pretending that Andre Ward won? I doubt it. So, so you count them out too. There's only a small contingent of Oakland black people and Willa. That's it. That's it, man. Nobody That's thinks, it, hey, hey, RC, RC, did you ever, did you ever make it back from the Illuminati conspiracy? You with us, dude? Yeah, man. What was that shit all about? I thought that was you that muted me or something. Uh, dude, I, I know, told man. you, I ain't got no problem with the Jews, but I ain't got no problem with you either. I didn't do it. So, anyhow, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see anybody out there. I don't see no white people, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, Asians, anything, mixed people. I don't see nobody out there claiming except for a small contingent of black folks from Oakland called Andre Ward's family pretending that Andre Ward won and Willa. Yeah, and the way Willa feels about James DeGale losing all his credit with him, that's what happened to me, Andre Ward, that night when he he uh, went real real quick. He changed it up and had the biggest smile on his face when it was announced. Oh, I won? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I won. Yeah, yeah, you know. Andre Ward, man, lose my number. That guy's boring as shit, man. I don't want to see him fight ever again. And if Mayweather Pacquiao left a bad taste in people's pay-per-view uh, views, and, you know, uh, I think Andre Ward did 
twice that much damage for his his showmanship to being a pay per view star like HBO wants him to be. Um, no doubt, RC. Good guy. What about what about the you bitching know, out thing? Know. Like you want to you want to pretend the bitching out is negotiating. I never heard of anybody act like a complete bitch. Again, get his ass beat. Pretend he has to retire now over it as a negotiating tactic. Basically, you negotiate by making the world think you're a bitch. That's not really how you do it. Like that doesn't make the fight more marketable or more desirable. Oh, that guy got his ass beat so bad he's talking about retiring. I have to see part two. No, that's not really how people fucking – they go, that was a hell of a fight, man. Fuck, I can't wait to see the next one. That guy got his ass beat so bad, they award him fake victory. He's talking about retiring. Oh, man, where's part two at? That never happened. That's not negotiating. That doesn't hype the next fight. It doesn't. All it does is show Andre Ward's heart or lack thereof. And it also shows something else we got to talk about, RC. Floyd Mayweather, for whatever reason, chose to call out Virgil Hunter. Might I talk about the reasons? No. There, there's some different speculation what it may be about. I'm going to take him at face value. I'm going to take him at face value. said Virgil Hunter, he said some nice things about him as a person. said he's never been there, and you wouldn't allow him to be in the corner. And basically, the roundabout way, he said that he don't know what he's doing. And that may have been proven correct on fight night because Virgil was telling Andre Ward all kinds of shit that wasn't true at all. Uh, just complete and total bullshit, which anybody listening to will go, what's wrong with you, dude? You're not telling Andre Ward anything that's true right now. He's getting his ass whooped and you're, you're pretending. You're lying to him. So how's he going to make the proper adjustment? But credit needs to be given. Virgil knows his fighter. He knows that Andre Ward likes to pretend that he's the best. He likes to pretend he's better than everybody, even the guy kicking his ass at the moment. And so he's keeping that delusion alive that Andre Ward perpetuates anytime he is interviewed, anytime he talks to a member of the press, anytime he talks about boxing. Andre Ward needs to uh, position himself and posture like he is the greatest. He's not. So even if he is so high maintenance that even at moments where he's getting his ass kicked and even a child could see that none of these things are true, Virgil is still keeping the lie alive, lying to him. Maybe that's the only way Andre Ward can function is within that lie. When he's pretending that he is great, he is believing that a guy beating the living shit out of him is falling apart. Andre Ward does not live in reality. So is Virgil Hunter a bad trainer for training outside of reality? Is he? I mean, do we really fault that? If your pupil does not exist, in this universe, on this plane of reality, how can you speak to him in that? Do you want to take him from that false world and bring him into reality where he realizes he's really getting his ass kicked and now all that's left for him to do is fold? Or do you keep pretending that nothing is happening like a giant fucking Jedi mind trick and that your boy is really winning and he stays alive? So Virgil Honor, the jury's out with me. He sucks with everyone else. I've not seen him do an impressive job. He's had prospects that look good, like the Brandon guy. I, I forgot his last name right now. Sorry, dude. He looked all right at one time. Uh, you were with Virgil. It didn't go so good. Uh, Angulo, that, that was fucking trash. And basically anyone I ever see him with. But Andre Ward just happens to be his pet that he lies to, and it all fucking works out. Because Andre Ward is a dishonest liar. He knows he was beat, and he's afraid of it happening again. Virgil Hunter operates inside a false reality. It, does that make him a bad trainer? 
for everybody else, sure. For Andre Ward, the one guy that it matters with, I don't think so. He's a perfect trainer for Andre Ward. They're both equally full of shit. RC? <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mention that because um, Virgil Hunter is a cool dude. I met him, talked to him for a little while. He's a cool dude, but as far as well, the way Floyd I look at him that. as a trainer. Floyd said he's a great fucking guy, that he likes him a lot, but he yeah, got no yeah. business in the fucking corner. The, um, the way I see it as, um, if you go back to uh, Andre Berto, when he got his shoulder hurt, uh, who was it against? Soto's Carras, I think. Um, when he got his shoulder hurt and he was forced to fight with one side of his body because of that, you, you just listen to the advice given by Virgil Hunter in the corner. The reason why I said he's not a, a X's and O's kind of a trainer, because he's more of the like how Mike Singletary used to coach when he was coaching. He didn't really have no, no X's and O's drawing up, no plays or nothing like that. He was just a motivational speaker. And that's the same way Virgil Hunter is. He's really not going to give you – uh, 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 directions of how to come back in a fight, win a fight from being down, anything like that. He's just, I remember when Berto was going to his corner, Virgil Hunter was giving him advice like, you're in fantastic shape. Like, what's that do for me? <laughs> you're supposed to give me some sort of, you're supposed to give me some sort of direction, <laughs> but you're telling me everything's all good. You're in fantastic shape. Like, really? So ever since then, when I've seen that, I was like, well, he never really got over to me as like a, a, a a top trainer. He was just, to me, he's just a motivational guy. And sometimes people need those kind of trainers. So, well, uh, yeah, I never really seen him. Motivation. What, what were the methods? You know, he's just a motivator. These were the fucking methods. This is normal. You're going to get a second win just right now. Because you pushed it that round. Good. Deep. <laughs> Again. Again. Take a swallow. Calm yourself. Make up your mind. You're going to win this a fast round. This is the last round. Now listen. If he's not going to be busy, you keep walking him, okay? And taking your breath. Attack him along the ropes when you walk along the ropes. If he comes to you, step in and meet him with fast punches, okay? Okay? The fuck, dude? The fuck is the shit? That, that's his method. If anybody ever want to motivate me like that, jump off a fucking bridge, please. That ain't going to help me get through my fucking day. I'll tell you that right now. That's going to make me fucking end my day. What a weirdo. Man, sometimes I when you play that clip, I think that shit's fake. (laughs) The way he said it, dude. He's a grandfather, dog. It sounds like my granddad talking. Nah, 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 dude. You know what? Uh, I got all the respect in the world for Grandpa Wilson, but I guarantee he he don't talk in no gay porn whispers. And hey, I'm, I'm sad that he dirty his name like that. I talk, hey, hey, I talk to my son like that when he's out of control. Hey, kid. Like this? This is normal. You're going to get a second win yeah. just right now. Because you pushed it that round. Good. Okay. Again. Again. Swallow. Take a swallow. Calm yourself. Take a swallow. You push. Your grandpa don't, don't say no such thing. Your grandpa don't say no such thing. You can't even say it with a straight face, my man. I mean, come on. Hey, you gotta hey, let this one go, Willa. You Your grandpa right ain't saving shit. You got it right now. Take a swallow. Yeah, hey. Hey, man, you're just trying to get him to Breathe. come down. Did the guy win that? Who is that? Did he Did he win that fight? I don't even remember no more, dude. It's probably that exactly. Brandon, dude. I don't he remember no more. Did. did he win? I forgot. If he won, he did it. That's what he needed. So you gotta give people what they need, man. You know? 
Nah, that that shit don't father. work against That's not like real dude. Granddad, it, it didn't work. Look, it didn't work against Kovalev. It ain't working against no he real did. dudes. It he didn't did. work anytime Angulo fought anybody. Hey, Ward. Hey, we could all admit Ward at least won the twelfth round. At least we can all admit that. So why do you, you know, want to talk that about? Was, hold on. Hold on. Ward. We talking about that was the twelfth round. That was the last one. One more round. He had to win that one. We just talking about one round, twelfth round. So it worked. We if don't even know what fucking same... fight it was or who he was training. Hey, if <laughs> I mean, he gave Ward that I same thing, I forgot what that shit off of. <laughs> I don't know if it worked or not, but if he it probably wasn't even Ward. It worked for Ward. If, no, if that shit, I don't think it was. Yeah, Ward, like that, that's pretty it, nasty, it, it, though. He says some nasty <laughs> shit in Ward's corner, too, though. It's not nasty. He's talking about boxing. The hell it sense. isn't. If you're thinking you know, about it's not, you're, if you, you're the only dude who would say that that shit is nasty. This is normal. You're going to get a second win just right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like him. This ain't nasty. This is normal. This is normal. Hey, I will say normal, the same right? shit. You're going to get that second uh-huh. win. I want to be he he all this hard. weird sex hey, shit I'm about to say right now. This is normal. Hey. This is normal. You're gonna get a second win just right now because you pushed it that round. Good. Deep. Again. Deep. Again. <laughs> Take a swallow. Calm yourself. Make up your mind. You're gonna win this the last round. The last round. The last round. That fuck, dude. Hey, he got so many inflections hilarious. and different intonations he uses in these whispers. It, it's more expressive than his normal talking voice. It is, and that might, might be what they need, man. We got to see if he won that uh, that fight or not. Fuck, dude. This dude is nuts. And uh, he probably yeah, didn't have nothing yeah. to do with it. He was probably fighting somebody no one's worried about, dude. I don't remember no more. The point is, that's the kind of weird shit he said. It ain't it ain't about like if a guy won or not. It's about what a fucking weirdo Virgil Hunter is in the corner. And Floyd really, if you notice in his comments where he's critical of it, he didn't talk about none of the sweet nothings. You know why? Because all you got to do is go back and find that video of when LRB was a fucking spit bucket boy in Mayweather's corner and he rubbing down Mayweather's titties. Y'all remember that shit? That was so nasty, dude. Fucking rubbing him down. Somebody, somebody put it to that like '70s disco song, "Muscles." Oh my god, that was like the funniest YouTube shit of all time. Fucking LRB rubbing down Mayweather. <laughs> so Ella, Mayweather been in some gay corner situations himself. Yeah, that's yeah, that's when LRB was. That's, that's before they were the money team, and he was rocking those. Throwback triple X jerseys. Is a, you know, I'm sure you see a lot of those out in Houston still, right, Will? Oh, fuck. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. No, man. What the hell are you talking about? The only people wearing that now are crackheads. If you got a FUBU jersey on extra large, <laughs> you're probably on crack. You know. Hey, does, it, does anyone still wear a fucking starter or pro club? Or not pro club, just pro, I think it was. Those big ass jackets? No, man. Oh, yeah. If you see somebody wearing that, they're crackheads. <laughs> Somebody wearing old stuff, boo boo jackets or starter jackets. Yeah, they're on crap. Nobody's wearing that anymore. <laughs> hey, uh, enough of all that. Who's excited about the big fight going down May sixth? The Battle of Mexico, the Prince of Mexico versus the coward who ran away to the United States to be a puppet. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Team Real Mexico against 
the Mexican American Saul Canelo Alvarez. I'm crunk for that. No, hold on, stop that. I I take fucking exception to that right now. He is not an American, and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. at least drinks our alcohol, he smokes our weed, and he breaks our rules. I'll claim that motherfucker. Canelo is not an American. No, no, no. Canelo, how, how is Kovalev American, but Canelo isn't? Canelo is showing Americans living the American dream. This is what Trump America is like. It's where an immigrant can do it the legal way, come up and make a name for himself, and fight and show everybody. I ain't seen Canelo's the papers. To the top. I ain't seen, you know what? I ain't seen Canelo's papers. I don't know that he's legal. No, he is legal or he couldn't fight. Now, he might not be, you know, he's legal for sure. He's a legal guy just like Kovalev is. So don't hey, show the same amount of respect that you show the Russian guy that you uh, that uh, to the Mexican guy. Come on, hey, explain to me. Explain this. to me what don't part. Hold on. Canelo too. got rich. Canelo got rich fighting people's brothers, guys from two weight classes south, and dudes no one was worried about. I show respect because Kovalev did it the the original American way from back when we were fucking colonies and fighting a revolutionary war for independence and. Shit like that, and settling the Wild West and whatnot. I'm talking about hard work. Canelo, it wasn't hard work. Kovalev, it was hard work. Now, when I think about people becoming Americans, I don't think about them becoming new fucking pussy-ass, limp-wristed fucking leftists who want to give all of our fucking constitution away so the government will take care of them. No, I think about people having the American tradition of hard work Unfortunately, we've lost that reputation around the world. There's an international program, and people are going, what are you from, the fucking 50s? No, I'm sorry. There are people here who still believe in hard work in these United States, and that's why we respect the hardworking boxers that you offer us from your countries. This shit about coming here, having everything fucking handed to you, and being babied like Canelo Alvarez has nothing to do with the American dream. Absolutely nothing. That's the dream of a fucking shithead who's scared of fucking work. Who's scared of doing it for real. Even the Chavez fight. Let me get a guy who has no prayer of making 168 and, and fight him below 165 or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Canelo's always playing with the fucking weight classes. So guess what, OTG fam? We've moved up. There's no longer Canelo weight. Finally, Canelo Alvarez has answered all the criticism, and he's no longer going to fight a Canelo weight. We have now invented Super Canelo weight. Yes, Super Canelo weight is where Chavez Jr. and Canelo will face off. It ain't Super fucking Chavez weight, it's Super Canelo weight. Hopefully this ain't an Andre Ward versus Chad Dawson situation. Fuck Canelo for this. Fuck Canelo for that weight. The guy can't make the weight. And for every pound that they miss by, it's a million dollars. Millions of Ch- Chavez will have to basically ensure that he's a skeleton to not get raped financially. He should just go out there, come into the ring as big as possible, do the motherfucking thing for free. This fucking pussy pump motherfucker Canelo will have to get his get back, and all the fucking cards will be in your hands because you got the win. Come in heavy. Come in at 168 at least. Fuck Canelo. And you say, well, that's not right. It's not right to get a guy who has no prayer of making 168 to fucking contract to a lesser weight than that. He knows that Chavez is a joke at even 68 now. So get him below 68? Canelo wants to fight another fucking fake fight. He wants a guy where a, a dude from two weight classes away. Fuck him. Fuck Canelo. 
if you're if you're into this, okay, good. You like big fights. If you think this is legitimate, you're a fag. Fuck you, die. This is fucking Chad Dawson versus Andre Wood. And I'm still hoping Chavez breaks his fucking ass in half because he deserves it. Piece of shit. Anyways, how do you deal with this, Willa? You like both of them. Oh, I deal with it as we're just going to see who's the true G. You know, it is what it is. We're going to see who the true G is. It's not not a contest of who's the true G. It's a contest to stack the deck for fucking Canelo. The deck stacks. It is. But, hey, if Chavez comes out and wins, he's the true G. You know, it is what it is. Hey, I... In the hierarchy but if of Canelo wins, he's right not fighter. a true G. But that's the thing. If Canelo wins, he's not anything but full of shit. He can't beat a Chavez. Look, when Chavez and him could have actually fought at middleweight, motherfucking Canelo didn't want nothing to do with it. Now that you could drain this motherfucker down to a skeleton and he ain't got no other options, let's make the fight happen. You fucking punk pussy piece of shit. Like, fuck you. Oh, Anyone yeah. who buys that, I don't even know what to say. If you really, if you can't see... How he has the deck stacked for him and is going to get a fucking no, something that doesn't exist. Absolutely. But, but there's a reason why. Look, we gotta, we've got to also put this shit on Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. We've got to put this shit on him because he was slated to be the guy that would be able to do this. He was slated to be this guy. And if and he, he really was, if he really so was the fault. guy, Canelo would never even fault. think about fighting him. Because the he guy really, he's supposed to fight, he's not interested in. So if Chavez was the guy, he him. wouldn't be interested in him either. No, Canelo is not interested no, so, in fighting the guy. It doesn't matter who it is. So you hey, say, oh, well, Chavez was supposed to be the guy. Yeah, and if he ever was, this listen. fight wouldn't be happening because Canelo doesn't fight the guy. So that's the only reason it's sure. happening is because Chavez isn't the guy. Fucking Canelo is never going to man up. Just get it through your head. He's never going to man no, up. No, listen to what I'm Floyd saying. Mayweather not, said Canelo will knock finish. out Triple G for one reason, to get press and to piss people off. He knows that's bullshit. Right. No, I'm not. You didn't, you didn't give me a reason. You, you didn't let me finish. With If there was a, a – if, if uh, Chavez Jr. didn't fuck it all up, he would be this guy. There would be no Canelo. And in order to be Canelo, he would have to fight him. It wouldn't be no Canelo. He wouldn't but have what this I'm whole saying grip is, on you that. You said in order for there would, to be a Canelo, he would have to fight him. What I'm telling you is, if Chavez was truly the man of any sort, any definition of the word the man, Canelo wouldn't fight him. Canelo is he only and fighting him. Yes, because him. Canelo is a fake dude. Canelo is a fake dude. His whole career, he has not fought one real dude we all demanded. There was the Mayweather fight, but even then, people thought that Canelo had a huge size uh, advantage, and, and Mayweather still took his ass to school. And there was a trial fight. You keep on putting the but, but he didn't on beat, no, Hold on, well, okay, asterisk, he asterisk. He fucked He didn't beat. But he, he did not beat Laura. So what? We didn't beat but him. But we're but not talking about the fought. mainstream that ain't gonna remember it. We're talking about the real dudes having a conversation right now. Okay. And the fact is, he lost that. No, we don't talk about giving credit for he fucking fought him. He lost. And he pretends he won. Yeah, you don't yeah. get credit no, for that. No, no, no. But you, no, you don't get credit for fighting nobody fight. when you get beat and you pretend you win. That washes away your credit. You're just a fucking fraud. Right. You don't get credit for fighting My somebody you lost to and pretend you won. Get the fuck out but of here with guys, that. There's guys that literally didn't fight anybody, like Triple G, who has fought nobody. Canelo has fought people. So we can't put these guys in the same category. He lost to Mayweather. Triple G has a fought to Mayweather. So there goes one guy that he okay. fought. Okay, guys that actually so haven't give fought a guy anybody. credit. Give a guy credit for, for losing fighting. people. 
instead of and make sure you don't give the other guy who would love the same opportunity to lose to the same people, except he probably would win. I mean, come on, dude, this makes no sense. Triple G. Right, I mean, right. almost anyone would say Triple G would beat Mayweather. Laura wants okay. to fight him. All right, and this is a stupid Laura thing because it has no chance of ever happening. Triple G would probably beat Mayweather. Right. Oh, big fucking surprise! But let's give Canelo fucking credit for losing to Mayweather, even even though Triple G would fucking beat him. It's stupid, dude. I can't even believe I'm You're engaging talking in this about conversation. But it's just called facts, He doesn't man. get any when credit say, for fucking fighting okay, a guy and but, losing. But or he, he does, doesn't get credit for pretending he, he won. You get credit for beating the legit dudes. Where's that fucking list at? Exactly. The one thing I mean, you deserve credit for is you can't anybody. name. But you can't no, we're talking say about, you can't, let's talk about All I'm saying is you can't say about he Canelo. didn't fight anybody. But you said he didn't fight anybody. Give me the list of and the real he dudes. Has. Give me the list of the real and dudes. he has. He beat Laura... TB no, Trout. again, you're li- we already settled that a minute ago. TB That's not Barrero. part of your list. What's, what's the guy's name? What's the guy's name that was from? He lost to Trout too. What's the guy's name? That was the eighth or fourth fight. What's the guy's dude, name from the TV show? No, but why are you making a he list of fights? It don't matter. It matter what the guy's name. You're naming shit that ain't true right now. Why are you lying? Well, we're trying to be honest. So he didn't here. beat I'm not the guy. He did not beat Austin Trout. No, absolutely not. No, he beat Austin Trout to me. He didn't. No, beat he didn't. Laura. No, he didn't he did beat not either. Beat Austin right. Trout. But he did beat him. But he did beat him. He didn't no, beat he him, didn't. but he did beat him. And he no, we're him. talking the real right now. We're not talking the record. He fucking lost to Austin Trout. This dude has not beat any real dude. He's never beat anyone. Okay. Anyone's he lost about. to Austin Trout. Yes. He lost to Austin Thank Trout. You. He lost he to did. Laura. He lost to Mayweather. Yep. But he fought. But he also fought those guys. So don't say he didn't okay. fight anybody. So That's there's all I'm one saying. thing. One thing he gets credit for. He fought fucking Laura, and Triple G hasn't fought Laura. You give him that one and fucking fought, credit. But but let Trout me also too. say this. He let me guys. also say this. But let me also say this. They were in the same fucking weight class. Laura's crying about a guy who ain't even in his weight class. So yeah, Canelo fought a guy in his weight class for once. One of the hey, only times he Trout. ever did it. And he lost, and they gave him the victory anyways. He lost to Trout. Triple they gave G him the victory Trout. anyways. Triple G would kill Trout. Not that he'll get like his three Trout. Time, three times. His, he his would kill Trout. Trout three times in a day. Yeah, he would kill Trout. Yeah, Trout is a small dude that he would kill. But uh, he but he'll get his Trout life. He'll get somebody. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's, compared to Triple G, he is. Oh, you're saying Triple G is going to lose to a Trout-type guy like Canelo did? Okay, fine. We'll wait and see it happen. Yeah, yeah we'll we got to wait and see. That's it. Canelo does lose when he fights anyone who's fucking a decent competition. You know, Chavez Jr. is going to be a skeleton, dude. That, this motherfucker ain't got one serious bone in his body. No discipline. I mean, So what are they fighting? I think, isn't it 64.5, some ridiculous shit like that? It, it's a, it's a it's, like I said, it's super Canelo way, super Canelo way. Yeah. What is what? You, yeah. Well, hey, we'll see. I'm still gonna watch it. Still be hype. It'll do. It'll do some numbers. So, you know, Viva Mexico. Yeah, dude. One sixty four point five. I love how they say, oh, uh, Dan Raphael reports it as nine and a half pounds higher than Canelo's ever fucking fought at. No, nine and a half pounds higher than Canelo's ever weighed in at. Let's be clear. This motherfucker fights at the 170s. So let, let, why doesn't that make your fucking article fat, Dan? No, don't you think that that deserves, isn't that a key piece of information? How about a, how about a sentence or two about how Canelo is known to weigh in like 
remarkably less than he fights. That he has an uncanny ability to fucking um, shred down and rehydrate. Why doesn't that even make it here? We're just going to make it look so even. Oh, they're coming down. Fucking Chavez moving down. Him moving. Uh, stop it. No. Fuck no. This motherfucker fights at light heavyweight every goddamn time. But, oh, well, we're nine and a half pounds heavier than Alvarez has ever fought at. No. Nine and a half pounds heavier than he has ever weighed in at, Dan Raphael. Now, you want to say it's implied? Fine. Well, then tell the fuck the whole story because people need to hear it. This motherfucker, oh, 155 pounder go, going all the way up to 164.5. Oh, my God. But, uh, doesn't it? Wouldn't you say a lot less of that? Oh, my God, shit. If somebody came along and said, yeah, but he always fights a light heavyweight. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that notable? No, nah, because we got to start the bullshit right away. We got to legitimize this fight right away. We got to pretend this is a fight everyone wants to see. No, we wanted this fight a couple of years ago when it was competitive. Not when one man has to make a weight. He has no prayer. What kind of shape is Chavez Jr. at 164.5 going to be? The kind that quits against journeyman? Or the kind that gets fucking knocked out and pretends he won? Which one? And it ain't going to be the best Chavez. We all know that. But all Canelo is talking about, I hope he trains hard. I want the best Chavez and no excuses. Motherfucker, if you wanted the best Chavez and no excuses, this shit would not be happening at 164.5 pounds. Mr. I weigh in in the fucking 50s but fight in the 70s. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you with a stick. Fucking red piece of shit. Best Chavez? Uh, how can anyone invite the guy writing down the quotes? Go, if you're one of the best Chavez, why is it happening this way? First fucking question. You don't have to be a dickhead. You don't have to say, hey, fuck you, Canelo, like I'm doing right now. You want the best Chavez, but you made it at 164.5. You absolutely have no interest in the best Chavez. That is clear. There's nobody I could ask everybody in boxing, everybody involved in negotiations, anybody, anything. Does Canelo want the best Chavez by fighting at 164.5 pounds? You, if you can't say that no, he does not, you're a fucking liar and I don't want to know you. He does not want him, but that's what he's saying right from the beginning. He wants the, he hopes he trains hard. And he wants the best Chavez. He doesn't want any excuses. What the fuck? Here's the exact quote. I just hope he trains well and gets ready for this fight. I would be ready to face the best possible Chavez. After this, I don't want any excuses why I beat him. I want him to train hard and be the best possible Chavez. Are you fucking kidding me, you fucking cocksucker? Just all lies. RC, that was straight up nothing but lies right there. He wants the best Chavez. Right? That's why you're doing it. You're draining him. Come on, dude. When's the last time Chavez even fucking made 168? Huh? That should be a fucking trivia question. No one fucking remembers. What a joke. Fucking joke. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. Um, I don't. I don't believe anything this guy Canelo says, and I know he speaks English and he doesn't. Act, he acts like he doesn't to the people. But the one thing that I could bank on in this fight is that Chavez Jr. will train his ass off because he does not like Canelo. And if there's anything, any of that Mexican pride left in him somewhere, I think that he'll probably put it all on the line on this fight, whether it'll propel him to win or it'll get him knocked out. I think. Uh, I think he'll bring it a lot harder than he's been fighting. I think a train is He'll get knocked out fight. worse than fucking Chad Dawson if he shows up how I'm scared he's going to show up, dude. He ain't getting knocked out worse than Chad Dawson. It's going to be fucking bad. 
This is a dude who hasn't seen that kind of weight in years and has failed anytime he's even – he's failed when he hasn't even tried to get close. He, he hasn't had to get that close, and he's failed, failed, failed. This is an impossible weight for him. Fucking period. It's impossible. If he is able to make it, he will have zero. He will have nothing. And some will argue he was already nothing, that he was never good to begin with. Well, now you're going to really see what not good is all about. Hey, Shug, what is the? How much is he getting paid? Oh, I don't know. Five million. I don't so, know. know. This might have been a little, you know. Hey, he might be able to take two, two, two or three million, you know, to the chin to knock this guy out. You know, I don't know how much he's I, getting. They should, they should be well, probably I getting think, paid. Like I said, I do it for free. I plan on uh, getting sued for my whole purse. Just come in at fucking sixty-eight. Come in at seventy. He's gonna be weighing fucking one seventy-five on fight night, anyways. Goddamn. Uh, Canelo, go in there and fucking beat the fuck out of him. And then if he wants to get back, let him get back. And then when he fucking, and then after you kick his ass, tell me, Canelo, I thought you wanted the best Chavez and no excuses. That's what you got. So shut the fuck up. This is the best Chavez. I don't want to hear your excuses. That's exactly what I would do. That'd be the whole story. Show up at 168, work that motherfucker, and tell him afterward, all I read in interviews is you want the best Chavez. You fucking got him. What's up with all the excuses you said you didn't want to hear? He's not going to fight. If he shows up at 168 at the weigh-in, they're going to be like, all right, we ain't going to Let him fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. So what? Why we got to be part of the make Canelo richer party? Fuck him. Fuck him, dude. Fuck him. Dude, no. If he wants to fight fucking Chavez at any weight that Chavez can reasonably make, go for it. But below super middleweight, which he can't even make? Like, dude, this is so fucking stupid and nuts. I can't believe it. That's the, it might just be a way to get that extra three seats. The thing, I don't, I personally like Chavez Jr. more than I like Canelo. You know, Chavez Jr. will always be my guy, but he just fucked it up. You know, so this is his fault. I don't, his career has made it to this point. You're mad at Canelo. I don't really care about that. It's Chavez Jr.'s fault that he's in this position right now. So he's going to have to man up and try to okay. knock this guy yeah. out. And if he Let's does, do he does. This, Here's what we'll do to figure out how ridiculous this shit is. The last time, it is, it is the ridiculous. last time this this needs to be stated. It, it really does. The last time Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. got to this fucking bullshit weight, this contracted weight of was a one sixty four point five pounds, I believe I said it was. Let me check that again. It's an off ball weight. Yeah, one sixty four point five. The last time he was at or below that. Fuck, dude. How can this even be? Was 2012. 2012. Five years ago. Dan Raphael, you know, since he likes big events and he likes Canelo and all that, he has he has a different way of putting it. Here, here's the Dan Raphael sanitized version, okay? And I don't hate Dan Raphael. He's a credible reporter, but the, the shit like this is what gets me, you know, when anyone does it. I'm not picking on Raphael, but he says this. The 12-round bout was contracted at 164.5 pounds, 9.5 pounds heavier than Alvarez has ever fought at. As a concession to the bigger Chavez, who has had problems making even the super middleweight limit of 168 in recent years. Okay, so right now they're saying that this is doing Chavez a favor to come in at 64.5 as a concession to Chavez. No, coming in at a weight he could make would be a concession to Chavez. But okay, we'll continue along. Raphael continues, Chavez has missed weight multiple times and weighed in at 167.5 or heavier 
or his past five fights dating to 2013. There was simply no way he could agree to fight any lower than he did. 167.5 dating to 2013. Uh, Rafael, this fight is at 64.5. So what we really should do is tell the last time. you, You don't tell the last time a guy made weight that was a few pounds above the weight. You tell the last time the guy made the fucking weight. And the answer to that question was a Sergio Martinez fight in 2012 where he got his ass kicked for 11 rounds. That's the truth. That's what needs but to be stated. The truth is also that was the best Chavez Jr. Are we? Well, that was a good play on words there, right? Canelo, hey, Canelo kept it real and kept it fake at the same time. The best okay, Chavez well, Jr. is at that weight. That is the best Chavez Jr. Okay, well, we're, we're talking about he can't make. We're not. He's not the best no more. Between a 25-year-old Chavez Jr. and what'll be a 31-year-old Chavez right. Jr. He on won't fight be night. the best. No, we we agree. He's gonna say I want to see. He's gonna no, say he I want to be the that. best. He can, no, he can't. He, but at 31, you uh, you might be at your best. So hey, Chavez Jr., you get you making me just want to root for Chavez Jr. more and more. And I'm just gonna go ahead and say it now, Chavez Jr. with the KO, dog. And if just only if he shows up, only if he disregards the weight limit, he's gonna get Chad Dawson, dude. If he comes in at that no, weight, he's period. Gonna get, he's gonna get Chad Dawson. Gonna be, There's nothing else. No, he he's can not gonna come in on weight. He's gonna give up one or two million. He's probably about to get paid. I would think these guys are about to get paid. This is no, a big but it's fight. way less. Chavez Jr. is getting paid way less. Like Canelo will make two or three times as much, no problem. Like so they're they're fucking they're, like they're five million. That. He ain't got nothing else. Al Heyman just puts him in with guys that are going to fucking beat him. Bob Arum was the only one who knew how to fucking move Chavez along. We all knew he was a joke, but you. look, here's the thing. We knew Chavez was not the goods, and we knew what it was. What? Arum what? fucking Arum knew how to fucking make us watch him anyways. We know the same thing now. Everyone knows the same thing now, except it happens in the ring all the time, and we don't want to watch. You understand? Aram, there's a different, there's a reason why Aram has been a fucking successful promoter over decades, okay? Because he went over to Heyman and nobody had any interest in watching Chavez get his ass kicked by fucking guys he shouldn't even be facing. Now you might argue, well, he should be facing those kind of guys. Great, I understand that point of view. But Chavez only exists for one reason: his last name is Chavez, and who his daddy is. That's it. So you're either gonna fucking ride that till the wheels fall off. Or you're gonna fucking take him to the shop and pull the wheels off for no reason, like fucking Heyman did. So now Chavez don't really have anything he could do. So here he goes, the big money fight. There's exactly one of them, and most of us would have said he had no prayer of making this fight before. So he had to take whatever he could get. Did he probably get a little yeah. better deal than they offered him to begin with? Sure, of course. But is it good enough? Is it a fair deal? I mean especially considering he's going to come in as a fucking skeleton and get destroyed. Come on, dude. This fight ain't right. They're called the biggest Mexican fight and all this shit. No, it isn't. Fuck you. This is a fucking sham. It's a fucking sham. You're not Mexican, Shug. How can you say that when you're not Mexican? You can't say that, dog. I'm sure it's about to be popping Almost all of my fucking I hope it's in Dallas. Look, I, I got my roots in Mexican soil since I was a fucking baby. Almost all my peers are Mexican, work and personal life. I could tell they you the truth that the, the Mexicans aren't fucking fooled. They know that fucking Canelo is a fucking fraud. 
They know that it's a sham that he hasn't fought Triple G yet. They know these things. Uh, see, real dudes but, are real dudes. Gonna no matter have if we're fight. talking about Mexico, the United States, the U.K., or wherever. Real dudes are real dudes. we got to wrap this up, and we'll come back with some more real dude programming next week. Look for OTG Heavyweights Boxing Talk whenever it comes your way. Thank you for joining us. We'd love to have your ear every week. We're going to be breaking down all the big fights to come, getting you up to date on all the news and giving our views and insights to all the things happening behind the scenes in the sport of boxing. This is On The Grab Boxing. We are the originals. Hey, Shug, check your message. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.